Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host Gerard Gibbert and I am coming at you live from Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. Mississippi's giant house party underway. We'll be here today and tomorrow broadcasting the show and we got a great lineup in store for you today and we're going to kick things off right now with Representative Michael Ted Evans, he represents District 45, which incorporates Kemper, Lauderdale, and of course where we are sitting right now, Neshoba and Winston counties. Representative Evans, thanks for coming on today. Man, I'm glad y'all invited me. I got nervous about Monday. I hadn't heard from anybody. I said, I don't believe they're going to call me this year. Oh, no. <laughs> You're kicking things off, we think, so highly of you, of course. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. So you, you've already spoken this yeah, morning, Yeah, I spoke huh? at 930 this morning. I want to thank gave my 10 minutes of fame and just, yeah. just talked about some of the issues that's facing, facing what I think all of Mississippi. So okay, uh, that's what I try to cover up there. Well, can you kind of review, give us a summary of what you discussed, what you well, think? We need to be working one on. Of the big, well, one of the biggest things that affect Neshoba County is um, I talked about rural internet at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, all the all our co-ops in Mississippi are running fiber across all their rural areas, except for the one here in Neshoba County. And the folks mm. here in Neshoba County, they deserve the same thing everyone else is getting across the state, but um, we don't have anybody that wants to step up to the plate and put internet service here in the county. So, so we have a co-op that covers this area. Yeah, we have a co-op that covers there, and they they refuse to do it. So uh, they just don't want to be in the business. They huh? don't want to be in the business. But the co-ops are ran by the people. Right, that's so right. If the people want it, then the co-ops do what the people want. That's interesting. Uh, have, have they provided uh, their logic, their uh, rationale behind uh, that decision well, not to participate? I think their biggest thing is they don't want to spend they they scared financially, which I understand that is, is a large part of money, but. You know, the federal government, the state government, we've gave hundreds of millions of dollars to help it. And you know good and well we're not going to let the program go under. <laughs> well, and, yeah, I do. And uh, so, it, it, you know, i got to tell you, uh, honestly, that having been in the network business, not in the carrier business, but um, uh, in the network business for uh, quite a long time and in the uh, <clears throat> managed services business, it is a concern in that networks are, are kind of similar, I like to describe them, yeah. to horses and boats. The easy part and the least expensive part is buying the horse and the boat. The maintenance of that asset, and in this case, a network, uh, is a quite expensive, and that goes on perpetually. And so uh, I can see where they may have concerns, but it seems like they talked to some of the other electric co-ops they, that have figured this out and should, find out how they're doing they it. Should, they should get on board with it and get it going and on. Um, Another thing, I, issue I talked about that's a face is affecting all of Mississippi. Yeah. We got a major problem with, with crystal meth. We got a major problem with heroin. These crackheads are taking over our communities. They're stealing everything we have while we're down here at the fair. Are you <laughs> kidding they, me? I ain't lying. We're having theft here at the fair. 
We done had four trucks stolen at the fair this year. Well, we I have never had that happen before. All right, I have a friend that's a physician that uh, he posted something on social media about that. Yeah, His son's uh, Ford truck, or maybe it's a Chevy truck, yeah. was stolen. But we got to do, you know, I, I voted for prison for him seven or eight years ago, but now these crackheads has got out of control, and we just have to tighten up the penalty on them. And uh, I think we should put them in jail for about 20 years, and let's try to get this problem under control. Well, certainly, uh, Representative Evans, uh, locking them up because they broke the law in, in the, from the standpoint of taking somebody's truck. Well, surely that rises to the level where they should be charged, convicted, if, if found guilty uh, in a court of law, and sent away. Absolutely. But, uh, but the judicial system is overrun by drug cases. Our, yeah. jail, our little local jail over here, Neshoba County is spending right at $3 million a year on, on a jailhouse in the sheriff's department. And the sheriff is doing a great job, but he's just overwhelmed with them. Yeah. And, um, so we as a legislator, we got to step up and so, try to solve this drug problem. Yeah. Well, what? Uh, so besides maybe changing some of our, our, our uh, justice uh, uh, environment, what would you like to see happen? Well, that's the main thing. So right now, if you go out and um, you're a drug dealer and you sell drugs, you're going to fall under the 25% rule. The judge gives you 10 years, so you only have to serve 25% of that. So they know, hey, hey let me sell all these drugs, and we'll be out of jail in 25% of our time. Okay. We'll be right back out on the street within less than a year. All right, so a year, two years, they're back yeah. on the street doing yeah. the same thing? Doing the same thing. So we need to make it 20 years minimal, just okay. lock them up. Okay. we got extra $1.2 billion in the, in the state fund this year. We need to solve the drug problem. We need to, we need to help our local counties all these drug issues. Have you discussed these concerns and made proposals along those lines uh, I, to your I, colleagues in the House there? I have, I have, and I'm going to introduce the legislation come January, and we're going to see where it goes. We're going to see if the people want to get serious about it and um, get something done. Yeah. Another thing, Gerardi, you take a you take a crackhead out here that's got a medical condition. Just say they're diabetic. Yep. When we lock them up. We're going to turn them out within a week, a day or two, because we don't want to pay their medical bills. That's expensive. Right. It's expensive. That's not right. If you out here stealing, and you know you're stealing, and you commit a crime, if you get locked up in jail, then you should. You better have your insulin when you go. Or if you got a medical right. condition, you better be willing to pay for it, because I don't think the taxpayers should pay it no more. So we're releasing them simply we'll because them we can't take care of them. we can't take care of them. can't provide the medical we care, We can't provide the medical care. Yeah. Because if they don't, I mean, a, a serious type one diabetic, if if they uh, you know don't get that treatment, don't get insulin, etc., I mean, they die. Yeah. So so why should me and you have to foot the bill? Yeah, I mean, we, that's a, <laughs> now that sounds cold hearted, but that's just the truth. No, I, I, the folks I hear are tired you. Of it. I, I hear you. So, well, what's the general reaction uh, from other members of the house on this issue? I've talked to a few. They support it. They okay. um, they think we need to do something. Goes Neshoba County, Kemper County. We cannot pave roads. We can't do this. Provide the services that we need to provide for our people because we had to put it in the prison, the jail system. Yeah, we had to put it in the sheriff's department. We had to spend two or three million dollars a year that we should be putting on roads and bridges. Instead, we had to put it in the judicial system, and the people's tired of it. They absolutely tired of it. Well, there's no doubt about that. Folks are tired of crime, and it, it does seem like that it's it's. Uh, kind of a limited number of people that tend to, to commit all these crimes, and, and the recidivism rate is high, and they just 
get out and commit these crimes. The same crimes they, they committed, they got them locked up to start with. There's no doubt uh, that's a problem. But it just it sounds like we're not getting to these people to keep them out of trouble, to to uh, uh, work with them so they don't become drug addicts and then don't have this, this tendency to go out and steal and hurt other people to feed their habit. That's right. They, uh, but I'm going to tell you, it all starts back at home. Gerard, on all these kids... I'm gonna hate to say it, but we have raising the kids. The kids are out of control. Uh, my daughter's a school teacher. You ought to hear the horror stories that she tells about how the kids act at school. Mine is too. My daughter's school teacher. And it all too. starts at home when you no start disciplining these kids. When you start raising them, raising them like they should be raised. And um, and I think that would solve a lot of the problems, but. Don't nobody want you to whoop their kids no more, Jar. No, no, I know. Don't touch my baby. Uh, my baby ain't done no wrong. Well, you're lucky, as you know, <laughs> uh, uh, Michael, you're you're lucky if you have a kid that's in that kind of situation that even has two parents. Yeah, that's right. Uh, even has um, a biological parent yeah. that's taking care of them. I and it overwhelms uh, the household when that's the case. We talk about that all the time. It seems like from a political perspective, if you even say that, you know, you, you get accosted no, typically by folks that, that think you, that you're just being racist in that regard. It's got nothing to do with race. It's it's This is transcends all the races, it's, honestly. Look, the white folks of the world work. You're no they, doubt about it. They ain't got nothing to do with no race. Yeah. It's, These it, white folks are on this crystal meth. They still in there. No day. doubt they about it. They ain't got nothing to do with race. I hear you. Well, it's right, right, wrong, wrong. doesn't yeah, matter what the race right. is. And, and, and until we get past that. Um, you know, we're, I don't think we're going to solve any problems. Well, all right, so that's sounds like that's a high priority for you, Representative Evans. What else you got on the boards coming up this next session? Well, I'd I mention, you know, it's a big issue across the nation, this abortion deal. Um, yeah. I'm pro-life. I mentioned I talked about a few issues that I've heard some of my colleagues talk about. Um, I'm pro-life, 100% pro-life when it comes to I don't think nobody should go out and get pregnant and go have an abortion. I just don't think that's not right. But I think if a woman gets raped or a child gets raped, then I think her and her doctor should make up the decisions, and she should make a decision on what she wants to do. Now, she don't need to wait no four or five weeks and on whatever's going to happen. She needs to have that right to take care of that problem. Okay. Um, I'm 47 years old, and I can't name one person that's got pregnant that just went to have an abortion. But I can name a bunch of people that's, that's got pregnant, and after several weeks, the doctor says, look, you have major complications. You need to do something. Well, that's between her and her doctor and Jesus. I, I'm going to let them worry about all that. Okay. And um, so I know it's talking jacks, and someone wants to do away with birth control pills. I'm not far. And I'm, I so you've them, actually heard that from members I've, of the I've legislature? Heard, I've heard some folks hitting around that that might come. I don't I don't know if they're going to. Surely they ain't that radical down there. Uh, what I you, feel like that'd be destructive from I a political too. perspective. I don't know that there's broad support yeah. for something that's quite that radical. But the left is uh, the Democrats are hanging that on Republicans they as a are. strong possibility they right are. now. And I don't, I don't think my colleagues would go that far. But I'm not going to do it. Mm, I'm just, I got you. I'm for Berkeley. Well, uh, big country, as you are known, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, sir. By the way, Derek in Greenwood on the ceasefire text line says, I really enjoy big country when he gets going, intelligent man. So there <laughs> you go. Thank you, Derek. Appreciate it, man. We got Scott Bounds coming up after the break here on Middays. We're at the Neshoba County Fair. Stay with us.
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. 37 years. That's a long time, and that's how long Shapley's Restaurant has been bringing you the finest in steaks, seafood, and, of course, our homemade hot tamales. This is Mark Shapley, and we are proud that we are celebrating our 37th year in business. Shapley's has been a staple in the greater Jackson market and had the pleasure of serving guests from around the country. This couldn't have happened without you, and we are so grateful for your continued support. Shapley's Restaurant, 37 years and counting. Come see us soon, 601-957-8000. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check it out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Never been any reason. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi coming at you live from Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. It is that time of year again, it seems. That's where we are. Representative Scott Bounds, he uh, 
represents District 44, which incorporates Leake and Neshoba counties. He serves as the chair of the Public Utilities Committee. That's still current, isn't it, Scott? Yeah, yeah. yeah still yeah, current. So. Representative Scott Bounds here Absolutely. with us on the Super Talk set. The Element Well Studios have been uh, temporarily relocated to the Neshoba County Fair for a couple of days. Representative Bounds, good to have you on the show, sir. Yes, sir. Look, uh, tell the audience hello. Uh, come up here and enjoy the fair. I also just throw this out. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I also yeah. serve as president of the fair. So, oh, yeah, that's right. I was so, aware of that. Yeah. Um, pulling double duty this week, you know, pulling yeah. double duty, wearing a political hat and wearing a public community service. Like yeah, that, you know. uh, and that takes a little time. Well, it does. It takes a little time, but, you know, it's all good, all good. Really having a good fair so far. Gerard. It seems like it. We're really having a good fair. Uh, we got today, of course, Thursday and Friday. And, yeah. Um, uh, attendance has been good. I think that, um, you know, we didn't have the fair in 20 because of COVID. And, you know, was, you look back on that, Gerard, and just – all that we didn't know two years ago. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I remember the board meeting down here. We met. We had our last board meeting. We, The board meeting that we decided we were not going to be able to have the fair in 20 because of COVID, we had right there at the pavilion. And uh, I just I look back on that and the things that were discussed that night and how that now probably wouldn't even play into a conversation about COVID. There's so much we didn't know, and I think in retrospect, I, I feel like it's accurate to say we overreacted. I would you so. Would you agree with I, that? I would. I would. Yeah. I, would. I think we've learned a lot. Of course, we got a lot more data now because we we were able to collect uh, results and information from um, situations where very strict rules were imposed and situations where none were imposed, right. and you know, not a whole lot of difference yeah. in outcomes. Yeah, and, and you know, out here, I mean. For the for for your audience who's never been here, this this is a very open venue. I mean, yes, there, there's yes. no way you, we could enact. I, I mean, just tell you, there's no way we could enact safe COVID protocols. Yeah, here. there's just no way. And uh, and why we certainly uh, are not downplaying the significance of it and the lives that were lost to COVID or complications for COVID. Sure, it's certainly a serious thing. But um, we have learned a lot about it in two years. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, and it, it is good to see everybody assembled in person. This is a, right. a unique event, uh, Representative Bounds, yeah. in the country. It is. It's a unique event in the country, yeah. and certainly if you're a political junkie, this is a place to be. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're a politician looking to run for uh, certainly statewide office. Absolutely. Right? Because there's some restrictions on who can speak, right? Well, you have to touch Neshoba County. Yeah, is that true? You have to, have to represent it somewhat. You're, you're, you have to. Your, your district, I'm going to call, or your office has to geographically com- encompass our border, Neshoba County. Okay. That's how we – and look, there's great – off elected officials across the state that we'd love to have here, but Gerard, we could if we invited everybody that wants to speak here, we would we would have five days of afternoon and mornings and nothing but speaking. You mean politicians want to get up there and yeah, speak? Yeah, they do. So, uh, and it's not that we are trying to be restrictive or or, or anything like that. It's yeah. just that we we have to put limitations. Well, it makes on. sense. It we, makes we sense. We have to make. Cool. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Of course, um, th- this is not a year in which we have. A uh, statewide election. We do have congressional elections. We got four districts, right. and and so I believe that the candidates uh, for District Three, That's which right. which covers includes uh, Neshoba County, right. are are able to speak. They are. They and are. Uh, I think Shawaski Young run, running for the seat as a Democrat, mm-hmm. speaking later today, and coming on the show later on today. Yeah, as well. yeah, and yeah. In fact, he just he just spoke. Okay, and I was not able to hear him, but yes, he's he's coming on and. Uh, 
But you know, we, with all of that, we we um, I'm, I'm still uh, I'm very involved with the who we invite per our yeah, policies, and, sure. and you know, scheduling and everything well, it, else. It, need, it needs some it needs some control there. You yeah. got you got to have a little bit of common sense injected into yeah. that, yeah. Uh, but. Uh, next year, of course, the election years, uh, where next year the Mississippians will go to the polls and elect their representatives, their senators, their statewide elected officials, that's always a big deal. But it's it's starting to get that way, get that feel right now. This kind of launches the campaign season to a great extent. Yeah, you know, and I'm just let me go ahead and just put my commercial out. I, yeah. I did my speech a few minutes ago or talk down, and this is a hard talk to do because I'm right, I'm, I'm front and center with my constituents. Yeah. And uh, we got ten minutes and. I deviated away a little bit from a typical fair speech and didn't give a legislative update. I gave a pro-American speech, gave a pro-Mississippi seat sure. speech. But at the end, I announced that I'm running for my house oh, seat, sure. or this house seat again. Yeah. Not my house seat, this, <laughs> this house, house seat, seat again. Sure. House District 44, so I intend to run for that again next year. Yeah. And uh, But, yeah, you know, we may, next year uh, we will have three full days of political speaking, Gerard. Right. Morning and afternoon. Yeah. It's just because of the candidates speaking and all that. And, and, and the legacy... Uh, of course, Representative Bounds of uh, political speaking here at the Neshoba County Fair. It uh, it's legendary. It is, uh, and it I think it's safe to say that the path to uh, certainly statewide elected uh, office, either on the state side or the federal side, it runs through the Neshoba County Fair. Does it not? I, I think so. I mean, I I call it, and we in my message to the patrons out here this year, I said that you know we. I think we hold the title to the most revered political stump. In no doubt about it. I mean, I know you have Jacinto. It's cool as well. Been there. Really neat. Different, but different event. It's and, right. And uh, but uh, there's for as long the fair is 133 years wow. old this year. Wow. 133 years old and. For well over a hundred years, you know, uh, candidates, elected officials, people seeking office have spoke here. At no the, doubt about it. You know, you know, to a, to someone not from Mississippi, it's pretty hard to explain this. Is it? It's pretty hard to describe. You can't, you can't it. You can't do it. You, you got to witness it. it. No, you got in person. You got to witness it. And and I know people say I've been out there and it was hot and dusty, it was wet and muddy. Yeah, and I understand that and all that, but. You need to come experience it one time, and I guarantee you, you'll see the, the hospitality that you know, these 601 cabins can offer. And, no doubt, um, 601, uh, 601 wow. cabins. Wow! And uh, all they're all obviously individually owned, family yep. owned. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting out here. If the fair owns the property your cabin sits on. You don't own a the property okay. or anything so okay. it's always it's always challenging people to get ready to buy a fair cabin and they go to a bank or banker somewhere and say well we're going to have to have a deed to the property and they say we can't get a deed you know deed right <laughs> you can't get a deed here's, here's buying wooden building materials formed into a house essentially right. so yeah. wow uh, that's I, mean, I had no idea 601 601 wow. and this year, I think we have 587 camper spots, yeah. RV spots, and and, and the, you know the daytime environment is is uh, of course all the tents and all the walking around, the political uh, speaking, and 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 the big pavilion here on Founder Square. But I actually came up last year and stayed a few days after uh, or at the end of the week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, played golf, danced around, and stayed yeah. at the resort, right, and came to the fair on Friday night. Now, it's a different environment. It's a lot of young folks, and it is packed. It was shoulder to shoulder. I mean, yeah, it, the night, the day and night life is different. It's totally different. It's totally different. And uh, we've got uh, Sawyer Brown coming in tonight. 
we got Scotty McCreary, who has the number one song in the country oh, right yeah. now, yeah. Damn Straight, going to be here tomorrow yeah. night. And then uh, Michael Ray will be here on Friday night. So we are anticipating three big nights left of entertainment, and that brings a lot of people out. You know, brings a lot of people out. As we wind down here in the segment, uh, Representative Bounce, give us a sense of what you talked about. You said you talked a lot about um, uh, America and the state and America first, the state first, and, and just in general. Sounds like it was kind of a patriotic theme. It, it, it was. Uh, you know, I just... Um, uh, my patriotism runs deep as it does yours sure. and, and everybody out here. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to deviate a little bit from just the typical, you know, politician speech down yeah. here and talk about a legislative update. I've had <laughs> 10 other people going to yeah. talk about that, just, you know. And uh, so, I, I, you know, I sit down and a couple of weeks ago and began to write this thing. It wasn't a canned speech. It was a thing I wrote, but it, it was one of those that came from the heart. And I, it was something that I felt like that I wanted and Shelby County Fair patrons to hear, sure. and, and how how I see America and how we came to it, and and the challenges and the perils that we uh, as a country are experiencing now. But I will tell you, Gerard, as you know, we will overcome and we will persevere. And you know, agree. America is still the greatest, just the greatest hope for freedom for anybody in this world. No doubt. And it seems like anytime things get back, uh, get off the rails, that they they have a tendency just I think just through uh, perseverance and, and I think just human nature in general, they tend to get back, do that's they not? True. And I think that's what we're looking at right now. And I know a lot of folks are are kind of dejected and despondent, and and I, and I'm concerned as well. Sure. And we we talk about the concerns, but overall, we're going to survive this. We're, we're going to be better on the other side. You, I mean, if you don't believe that, then you're not going to achieve it. You know, one of the remarks I made in my talk real quick, Gerard, is, yep. is, is, is if there was as if there was as much effort exerted into building up America as it is tearing it down now, you just think where we'd be. Excellent point. Great just point. Think where we'd be. I totally agree with you. you. Know, let's so. let's do it. Representative Scott Bounds has been our guest here on a Middays. We'll step aside for a break. We're at the Neshoba County Fair. Coming up after the break, it's Jennifer Branning, Representative Jennifer Branning, who represents District 18 in the Mississippi House of Representatives. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 95. Tonight, mostly clear, low down to 76. Your Thursday, sunny skies and hot, high near 95. And your finally Friday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 93. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. Here's Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson. Nobody needs their car to break down in all this heat. Be proactive. Come in now and let Canon Nissan of Jackson keep you road ready. Our parts and service departments are open six days a week. No appointment needed. Nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks. They're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally 
owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. I'm Denman Ferguson, realtor with Four Corner Properties, serving Mississippi and beyond. Whether you're looking to buy or sell a home or wanting that special family recreational hunting track, give me a call and I will assist you throughout the process from searching, listing, to closing. Call me, Denman, at 601-214-6433 or call the office at 601-952-2828. Please call me with all your real estate needs. Thank you. At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online to save $10 on Duracell Ultra car batteries. For offer details and limitations, visit BatteriesPlus.com. The only way to protect you and your family from the current wave of gun violence is for you to be mentally and physically prepared to confront it. The only way to do that is proper instruction, training, and practice with a professional firearms instructor. Boondocks FTA is the place to learn or become more efficient in your firearm skills. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and visit us at boondocksfta.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. With one case of monkeypox confirmed in Mississippi, Dr. Randy Easterling is expecting case numbers to go up sooner rather than later. The State Department of Health has received a limited number of vaccines, and there are plans for a nationwide rollout of more vaccines in the near future. But if someone who's at high risk, someone who's immunocompromised, for example, or maybe elder and have some serious medical problems is exposed to monkeypox, then you can get the vaccine and it will not necessarily prevent you from getting monkeypox, but it'll be like kind of like the COVID vaccine. It will make the illness much less severe. Monkeypox can be transmitted with skin on skin contact with someone that's infected or by touching their clothing or bedding. State epidemiologist Dr. Paul Beyer says anyone can get monkeypox, but most of the cases have been among men who have sex with men. From the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families. From our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is extensive damage on U.S. 90. Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fought to stretch broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization, 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years of faith, family, 
and Farm Bureau. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. Days with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi coming at you live from Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. That's where we have temporarily relocated the Element Well Studios for today and tomorrow. Amer- excuse me, Mississippi's giant house party might as well be Amer- America's. I don't think there's anything to compare to it. So joining us now. Senator Jennifer Branding. Senator, uh, thanks for coming on Middays. First, my apologies for bumping us out and, uh, and teasing you as Representative Jennifer no Branding. No worries, Gerard. I p- apologize for that. I knew that, but had two uh, members of the House on prior to that and just kind of had had the House members on the, on the head there, on the brain. All right, but uh, welcome on. So you represent uh, this area, Leek, Neshoba, and Winston counties. You serve as the chair of the Highways and Transport. Transportation Committee and yeah. Vice Chair of the Judiciary A Committee. Right? That's right. So it's uh, it's that time of year. It's not an election year, but uh, this is often where you kind of mark it as the start of the election season leading up to the 2023 statewide elections. Absolutely. I believe it all starts today. Yeah. I think so. Um, it, it, we got, of course, all the notable figures, political figures in Mississippi who are scheduled to speak. You've already spoken this morning, I right? I spoke just yeah. about an hour ago. What That's was right. the message? Well, I recapped some of the highlights from the session, talked a lot about what we did for transportation. You know, we were able to put an, an additional $230 million into our state transportation system, and yep. all of that pure state dollars, no bonds or borrowed money. So we're very proud of that. A hundred million of that will go into the emergency road and bridge fund to benefit the rural communities. Yeah. So a lot of good work that we were able to get done for transportation, and we're looking at some new things for next year. And uh, I just saw the most recent report uh, from uh, Department of Revenue. Looks like we ended up with about a what 1.2 billion dollar surplus. A little bit over 1.4. Four, I think four. At, okay. At this point. All right. Uh, so we we uh, we have a lot of work to do to, to prepare for next year. We do have some money to spend, and certainly we're. You know, forming study committees and getting ready so that we, we are spending that money wisely. I'm certainly going to be having my handout uh, for transportation. Sure. There's a lot of other things that we need to be doing, and so I am excited about what the future holds for Mississippi. So we're facing uh, along those lines. Uh, I think you guys need to uh, in- include in your in your thinking that we're facing some macroeconomic headwinds that, that might uh, have an impact here on revenues in the state of Mississippi, possibility of a recession, economic activity slowing, uh, might even see some companies in Mississippi, God forbid, start laying people off. That is the sure. prediction at this point. 
but uh, we we've got to we've got to be cautious at least. We do, and so my my goal is to gather some experts, people that are much smarter than I am on economics, and help me to understand what would be a good game plan to put into place for additional. And what I would like to see is a steady revenue stream created for transportation. Okay. But we've got to be smart about how we do that, and you're exactly correct. We need to prepare for um, all different scenarios in the future when we're looking at that. Okay, so let's uh, just to clarify for our audience. Uh, the funding for the Department of Transportation, road bridge infrastructure in general, uh, primarily comes from uh, excise taxes That's on correct. fuel, fuel and then, of course, we get federal uh, subsidies, federal grants, matches, etc. on that as well. Sure. The budget for DOTD, last time I checked, Senator Branning, is about equivalent to the general fund budget. That's correct. Yeah. It is, and so the state dollars, the state support that goes in is about the same as the federal support dollars, but now there's additional federal monies that have come down from right. the federal plan, and so you know we're, we've provided the matching funds for that this time, $20 million match money from the state, uh, which results in about $120 million additional that they're receiving over five years. Okay. But we all know that transportation costs continue to rise, and so uh, while that sounds like that sounds like a good chunk of money, and yes, it is. We certainly still need to be planning on additional monies to be going toward transportation. We have a lot of work to do. A lot of the critical infrastructure work remains. Yeah. And so we're working with people both at the state level as well as the Office of State Aid Road Construction, which I believe a lot of times is overlooked. Yeah. We need to be looking at, at um, that agency as well. So a lot of work to do. I think it's fair to say that uh, leading up to at least the last two or three years, we uh, we struggled, frankly, to, to produce enough revenue, generate enough revenue for DOTD to address these mm-hmm. projects. And, and I've, I've heard um, uh, uh, Commissioner Brad White uh, of the, who runs DOTD talk about, you know, the longer you let these projects lag, the more expensive it is to go back and address them rather than trying to keep some sort of regular maintenance schedule. That's right. And uh, Director White and I have had many conversations about the capacity projects. You know, it's it's one thing to not know how much money will go into the system for, for paving. Yeah. But it's another thing to not know what to expect for the capacity projects, and it, it holds them up on the construction schedule. So I believe it is important to move our state forward that we do find that steady revenue stream for planning purposes. And if we are able to do that, then it will make a big difference in our infrastructure. And, you know, it's, it's not something folks want to talk about a whole lot, but I, I think the reality is there, there's going to be a phasing in of uh, more usage, certainly, of electric vehicles relative to um, traditional uh, internal combustion-powered vehicles, which means they're not going to be buying gas and paying that excise tax. Sure. So we've got to look at those issues as well to make sure that, that whatever we come up with is fair, yeah. that we do take into account the new uh, modes of transportation. Have you uh, taken a look and, and visited with other states in, in their planning process as well for this I've been doing eventuality, some, it seems? Yes, I've done some research. Uh, you know, and one thing that I'm looking at is... Every year we have a 2% set aside off the top of our budget for the rainy day fund. Yeah. And perhaps an answer could be that we we uh, dedicate a certain amount 
once rainy day is fully funded into transportation. Okay. And these are it's just one idea of many. You know, we also could look at the use tax. Thirty five percent goes to cities and counties and we like that. Not certainly not want to take anything away from it's the their main source of revenue. It is their main source of revenue. But my goal in all of this is to find a steady revenue stream without raising taxes. Sure. If at all possible. And I do believe that now is the time to look at this. And so we're starting to have that conversation. Have you have you sort of tested that approach with your constituents, Senator Branding? Well, how do they feel about I that? have. And, and certainly people love the idea of finding a revenue stream that would, would not result in any increase in taxes. Sure, sure. And, and as coming in, I know you traveled Highway 21 and you yep. were able to see the improvements on that road. Well, they like what they see. Sure. And so I, I know that the approach of finding a way without increasing taxes is certainly, it, it has um, everyone's attention, at least here locally. But I look forward to working with my colleagues at the Capitol and finding a common sense solution. Um, now is the time to make it happen. On the judiciary side, what what do you have uh, on tap for the next session? You know, I do anticipate some changes, uh, possibly to CPS. Not uh, major changes, but let, let me say services. the Child Protective yep. Services. Mm-hmm. We're looking to see what we can do to improve that. Certainly, I believe that uh, you know they're going to need a little more funding. I always want to see them plussed up. I love the work that they do. It's so critical and important to our state. And so I do anticipate us uh, considering some legislation that would affect CPS. I don't know if it uh, is something that's germane to the Judiciary Committee, but I, I sure would like to see us start having some meaningful, productive discussions about the adoption process Absolutely. in the state of Mississippi. It's ridiculously expensive. It is uh, rife with red tape. And we got to do something about that. We got to make it easier and less expensive to adopt a child in this state. Absolutely, it should be uh, a painless process. We need it to be streamlined. We have so many children out there that need good homes, and so I agree with you. So hopefully, we'll be working on those issues as well. Yeah, I, cer- I certainly hope so. As especially um, uh, though, they shouldn't be related uh, with the the Dobbs case and Roe v. Wade uh, being overturned. Uh, we, we've, we've got to make that situation easier in the state of Mississippi. And I, and I, I can share certainly anecdotally, and uh, you probably have friends as well, yes. contacts, you know, have been through that process. Absolutely. And none of them report anything positive about it or or affordable about it either. It's That's brutally right. expensive, and it, and it's just, and, and a lot of them just give up, say it's taking so long, spent so much money, I'm just giving up. We That's don't need right. that. I've had many uh, friends and constituents that have had issues like that with the adoption process, so um, I'm with you on that. Good, Absolutely. Good, good. Absolutely. Uh, what else, judiciary? Well, nothing else really comes to mind on the judiciary side. I know that as we get closer to session, I'm certain the phone will be ringing and issues will be coming up. Oh, yeah. Of course, Chairman Wiggins will be there to really take the brunt of all that. But my main focus now is trying to work on transportation and making sure that we've got the funds that we need flowing in that direction. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll get there. You got any thoughts about the upcoming midterm elections and how that might affect things here in Mississippi and in the country in general? Well, Gerard, you know as well as I do. Just let me say I'm glad that I am on the state level. How about that? Um, yeah, they'll be here before we know it, no doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they will, and that, that's got the, the, the country is uh, going to start really focusing in on that uh, in earnest, I believe, as, as we approach that. And, and if there's one thing, no matter what, we want to see is people get out and vote. Absolutely. Uh, we didn't do so well in the primaries. We did not. So we really need to hone in. If there's one thing that we can do, get the message to get people out to the polls. Yeah. Just get out and vote. Absolutely. Yeah, we uh, hope that will be the case. And then, of course, that all leads up to 
Big year next year. Uh, what about your situation? Oh, yeah. You running? I'm running awesome. again. If the people of District 18 will have me back, I'd love to go back. Okay. That is awesome. Yeah. Appreciate you coming on. Senator Jennifer Branning has been our guest here on Middays at the Neshoba County Fair. We'll take a break. we got an open segment, and then after the news at 11 o'clock, it's a candidate for Mississippi's 3rd Congressional District, Shawaski Young. Stay with us. Take in the excitement of the return of Embraves Baseball this season with one of our Flex Ticket packages. Flex Tickets are the perfect solution for your busy schedule, giving you flexibility on which games you attend. Plus, offer discounts from our day of game pricing. Flex Tickets come in 4 to 35 game bundles and start at just $55. Guarantee your seat to our biggest nights of the season with a Flex Ticket package from the Mississippi Braves. To get yours, call 888-BRAVES4. Or for more information, visit MississippiBraves.com. Let's play. In Mississippi, summertime means triple-digit temperatures. This summer, it also means triple summer rebates from Browning Safe Company. Security Joe of Discount Gun Safe says you can beat the heat and save money on a new Browning Safe for your home or office. From now through the end of July, purchase a new in-stock Browning Safe and get a rebate of $150, $225, or $300. That's triple the savings from last year's. Come visit the showroom of Discount Gun Safe at 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl, Mississippi, and browse from over 200 safes. Planning on building a safe room in your next dream house? Well, check out the Browning fire-rated and FEMA-approved vault door on display at Discount Gun Safe. As always, if you need it delivered, have your safe installed for as little as $100 with their licensed and discreet delivery team. Call 601-939-8233 and start saving now. That's 601-939-8233. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton up 77 to 95.25. March cotton up 81 to 91.55. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, August soybeans up 35 and a quarter to 15.68 per bushel. September soybeans up 18 and a half to 14.18 and a quarter per bushel. December corn down four and a half to 5.96 and a quarter per bushel. March corn down four cents to 603 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle down 30 to 142.07. December live cattle down 17 to 147.87. September feeders up 77 to 181.20. October feeders up 52 to 183.75. At the open, the Dow Jones up 123 points, 31,883. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network. Have you ever seen a field of corn or soybeans or cotton growing along the highway? Think about that for a moment. From tiny seeds comes this field of crops. You and I need to live our lives every day. 
The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. We began much the same way as a seed of an idea that took root in 1922. In the 100 years since, the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation has contributed so much to our lives across every county of this state. From insurance to hospitals, from private property rights to road and bridge repair, Mississippi Farm Bureau has fought to make a better way of life for Mississippians, member or not. So, while agriculture is important, we are not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone midday super talk mississippi coming at you live from founder square at mississippi's giant house party aka the neshoba county fair so one thing i noticed this year rhino is it's uh we'd had some rains prior to the show last year in the area around the square here that was not covered in sawdust was uh, kind of muddy. You kind of had to dodge the mud a bit to uh, navigate your way around, but it's uh, nice and dry, at least over here. And I got the fans going, and under the tent, and then, of course under the big oak tree, which is uh, just between situated between us and the pavilion. So overall, I got to tell you, folks, not that bad if you're in the area. Uh, come on by and see us. There are a lot of people walking around the fair, and speeches are underway uh, more coming later on today and on the program as we announced prior to the last break Shawaski young a candidate for mississippi's third congressional district is going to be on with us in the next segment after the top of the hour break and then insurance commissioner mike cheney joins us after that at 11:20. the mayor of gulfport mississippi billy hughes will be on at 11:37. lieutenant governor delbert hoseman it's on at 12.05. Senator Daniel Sparks will join middays here on Founder Square at 12.37. So, Rhino, we got to check in on uh, the markets today. The dead gum kangaroo has got to be exhausted. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it. We had uh, declines across the indexes yesterday. And then Microsoft came out and announced earnings, and the even though... Uh, they 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 missed their on their quarterly results. They issued very positive guidance going out into the future, and the market responded positively to that. And so the indexes are up uh, rather sharply already this morning. The Nasdaq up 
298, the Dow Jones 151. Of course, the NASDAQ primarily driven by the rise of Microsoft shares, which is a result of that positive guidance. The stock up today, $12.73. That is uh, that's good to see, and again, with a good positive guidance. But lots of other economic information, as we have talked about the, the uh, first two days of the week on the show, scheduled to be released this week, this afternoon. Everybody, certainly in the investment community, is on the edge of their seats waiting for Fed Chairman Jerome Powell to tell us what he's going to do about those interest rates. It is widely believed that we're going to get three-quarters of a uh, point bump of interest rates. Uh, Not too long ago, the thought was we may get a full point, and that sent the markets into a tailspin. But now there's some feeling that inflation is uh, moderating a bit and so the Fed may back off on the plans. That's what's expected, at least, that we're going to get three-quarters of a point. And all the interviews I heard this morning from the economic talking heads was that, yeah, we're going to get three-quarters of a point. But there are certainly some other concerns uh, in the market, in particular home sales and home prices, I should say. U.S. home prices are falling. They're set to fall even more by as much as 20 to 25% over the next few months, which is uh, not good news to those who have have uh, bitten the bullet and made a purchase. Of course, a lot of that was driven by uh, sitting on the sidelines during the pandemic and in ridiculously low mortgage rates. Folks got in on that and were able to, to lock in and make a purchase. But, of course, the, the price of the property uh, a bit inflated, and so with mortgage rates climbing, that is expected, and, and also other economic conditions. We talked yesterday about Walmart reporting uh, missing on both the top and bottom line, and uh, they, they attributed that to folks having to spend more of their money on food and gas, and they can't buy stuff that makes them more money in the stores, apparel, electronics, etc. And when you got that going on, then that has a tendency when you're having to spend more of your money on gas and, and the staples of life, then you're not as comfortable going out and making these big-time home purchases and major purchases and so forth. So anyhow, uh, on the ceasefire tax line, home prices aren't falling in Oxford, $205 a foot. You know, I heard, I heard the same thing from some friends that, that have property up there or are looking to buy. But, of course, it's, it's always uh, – kind of specific to a market right so but overall when you look at the nation the uh, demand is is starting to fall below supply the home builders and the home construction industry they have issued uh, some fairly serious warnings about the industry that industry as well so anyhow just a little bit of economic uh, news for you uh, hey Gerard, that was a great. A little Van Halen come off of, coming off a break. Appreciate that on the ceasefire text line. So it's time to take a break here for the news. When we come back, Shawaski Young, a candidate for Mississippi's third congressional district. You're listening to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601 345 8090. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The president comes out of isolation to deliver a speech from the White House Rose Garden this morning. 
President Biden completed five full days of isolation after testing positive for COVID and a full course of treatment of the antiviral drug Paxlovid. His physician says the president has tested negative for COVID last night and again this morning. President Biden has been working from home, attending meetings this past week virtually. Fox's Jared Halpern. Basketball star Brittany Griner testifies at her marijuana possession trial in Russia. She said today when she was detained, she was not read her rights, given access to a lawyer, and little of what she was told or documents forced to sign were translated. Fox's Greg Palcott. The man accused of assaulting police officer Brian Sicknick during the Capitol riot agrees to plead guilty. Sicknick died the next day of natural causes with no injuries, according to the autopsy. America's listening to Fox News. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Frederick's has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Americans continue to deal with sticker shock at the grocery store and gas pumps with inflation at a 40-year high. The Commerce Department is expected to release its report on the second quarter gross domestic product Thursday, stoking concerns about a recession. Florida Senator Rick Scott talked about the impact of a shrinking GDP on Fox News. When we have negative GDP, what's that mean? That means you make less money. That means people are going to get laid off. That means the value of things are going to go down, like your home. That's what's happening. And by the way, it's happening. President Biden told reporters Monday he doesn't believe the nation is going to be in a recession, which is typically marked by two consecutive quarters of shrinking GDP. The first quarter GDP dropped 1.6%. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. sound so good you can almost taste it like bluebell strawberry lemonade ice cream delicious strawberry ice cream swirled with lemonade sherbet and sprinkled with lemon flavored flakes it's better than you can imagine the good old days Ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. 
A Stanford University study released in December found that Natchez and its surrounding area offer one of the highest standards of living in the U.S. And then there was a recent study that just came out that Mississippi is the most affordable state in America. So here we are, the best of both. Natchez Mayor Dan Gibson is hoping to capitalize on that. And we are going to be recruiting remote workers uh, everywhere from Austin to Atlanta to L.A. to New York to come to Natchez. We will give them 6000 as long as they come here, invest about 150000 or more in real estate and have, you know, proof that they are bona fide remote workers. Yeah. This will actually be the second time the city has launched their remote worker campaign. It's an effort to draw new residents to the city. For all the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, you already know that Ford trucks are built Ford tough and that the full line of Ford vehicles are built for the future. But did you know about the Ford Blue Advantage? When looking to buy a used Ford, it has everything on your used vehicle checklist. A gold certified 172-point inspection, a comprehensive limited warranty backed by Ford, a Carfax report, and even a 14-day, 1,000-mile money-back guarantee. The Ford Blue Advantage, used car buying that's built for you. If you're looking for strong, reliable construction equipment for sailor rent in Mississippi, then contact Taylor Construction Equipment. As your number one source for Bell-articulated dump trucks and track carriers, as well as Hyundai hydraulic excavators, mini excavators, and wheel loaders, you can depend on Taylor to provide you with the best construction equipment backed by the best 24-7 sudden service experience. Call us at 833-773-3421 or taylorconstructionequipment.com. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi, coming at you live from the Neshoba County Fair. We're under the Super Talk tent, uh, just to the side of the pavilion here on Founder Square. And joining us now on the set, Shawaski Young, a candidate for Congress to represent Mississippi's 3rd Congressional District. Shawaski, thanks for coming on the program. Listen, thank you so very much for having me back here at Super Talk Mississippi. Yes, sir. So uh, you've already spoken this morning, huh? I spoke this morning at 10 a.m. It was a great, great opportunity to uh, talk to the folks here in Neshoba County and across the state. Uh, I think folks really felt good about what we had to talk about during that speech. Sure. Tell us a little bit about your background, Mr. Sure. Young. Sure. So, look, I'm, I'm born, raised, and educated right here in Mississippi's 3rd uh, Congressional District. Okay. I held from Winston and Neshoba counties, a uh, product of Mississippi Public Oh, it's so your backyard here. This is my backyard. I had my <laughs> first job, you know, right here at the uh, Neshoba County Fair parking cars when I was 15. That's awesome. 
absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So graduated East Church Community College, Jackson okay. State University. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, spent uh, my first uh, career job working for both Secretary of State, Dr. Eric Clark, and also Lieutenant Governor uh, Delbert Hoseland, who's uh, speaking here now or in just a moment. Okay. So uh, you're running as a Democrat. Absolutely. Is that right? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And, and you will be taking on uh, Congressman Michael Guest, I who think currently he will be holds facing that, me. That Absolutely. seat. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, what was your message this morning? Well, look. You know, one of the things that was very important I want to get across is uh, talking about our uh, Christian values here in the state. You okay. know, uh, the values that respect uh, that that bring us together as Mississippians. Our Christian values: values of honesty and doing uh, what you say you're going to do. Uh, values that garner respect, but also calls for humility as well. Uh, and doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Those are the things that connect us uh, here in Mississippi. And I think that one of the things that's important for us to remember is how we're treating people. Uh, once that message uh, was going across in the, the crowd, we talked about the economics of it. Uh, I've been talking with Republicans and independents and Democrats all across the state for the past year. Uh, and folks want a representative who's going to bring jobs to Mississippi 3rd Congressional District. I talked about uh, being able to have connections with some of the largest companies in our entire country. They want to do business here. We have to create the environment for private sector to grow here because we all know look government doesn't create jobs private sector does it's right. government's job to actually make sure we have a business environment right uh, so that's the message talk about tax breaks for small businesses because they're the backbone of our community and also talking about making sure that we protect social security uh as we move forward look our elders took care of us we got to take care of them yeah those were the tenants of the conversation for today, and I think people really appreciate that. Well, that's interesting. So, with respect to uh, you, you mentioned, I believe, tax credits for small businesses. Yeah. Um, you're probably aware that uh, there there's been a, a bill that uh, the Democrats in Congress on the Senate side, in particular, the scaled down Build Back Better version. Yeah. Uh, have uh, actually been proposing to increase taxes on small businesses. They want to apply the net investment income tax, the 3.8% so-called Medicare tax, to uh, profits earned by small businesses, pass-through organizations, sub-S corporations and LLCs, et cetera. Yeah. Are, are you in favor there or do you oppose look, that? Look, look, I'm not in favor for anything that's going to be raising taxes on small businesses. Okay. Look, we have to do what's best for Mississippi. Right now, our particular state is last in pretty much every social economic category when it comes to business growth and also our economy. Yep. Look, that may not be the case for Massachusetts. It may not be the case for New York, and it may not be the case for California. I want to make sure that we're making sure that corporations at the top uh, those the, the Facebooks, the Apples, the Amazons, that those folks are paying their fair share in American taxes so we can create the revenue needed to invest back into our economy through our small businesses to create more jobs and make sure that our community stays strong. Okay. So I'm not for raising taxes on anything that's going to involve small businesses. You know, one of the things, you, you also talked about Social Security, and you've probably seen that there are three bills, I believe, at this point that have been proposed um, on the Senate side, the U.S. Senate side, to try to address what we all know is coming, which is uh, Social Security is going broke. So there are three different approaches that have been um, uh, specified and outlined in three different bills. Do you have any particular personal ideas about what we need to do with Social Security? Look, one of the things we have to do is make sure that the program is remains solvent mm -hmm. and gets to be solvent. It's not solvent right now. We know that. I want to make sure that we're making our uh, investments into our senior citizens and our older Americans to make sure that Social Security stays in place, but also that we are actually using our tax money in a way that's going to be sustainable for the program and also make sure that those folks that are on Medicaid and Medicare uh, actually be able to be put on that program through a solvent way as well. Yeah. Look, I don't want to be, you know, 
someone is going to actually sit here and tell you that, look, everyone that uh, wants social entitlement programs needs to be on it. We want you to make sure that our programs are managed effectively, and we need to make sure that people who are on those programs deserve to be on those programs and actually can stay on those programs. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're complex issues, no very, doubt. Very complex. But uh, I will say that just the fact that you even bring that up is a, is a matter that it needs to get on the table needs to be discussed. I agree. Because the problem keeps getting kicked down the uh, the road there, and, and nobody's really talking uh, seriously about taking some action to deal with it. Look, we have so much uh, division in our political discord now between Republicans and Democrats across the entire country. And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, I really bring to the table here. And what I talked about this morning uh, on stage uh, here to the folks in the Shelby County. Look, I'm not going to be someone that votes 100% in line with my party all the time. Okay. But there are actual things within our party that we have to fix, that we have to get right, that Republicans actually do have some pretty good ideas on. Uh, how we actually sustain our entitlement programs or our, our programs that benefit our, uh, our low-income Americans or marginalized groups. Look, there are some compassionate programs that Republicans have put forth. There are some programs on the Democratic side that we actually need to do a little bit more work on. But what we have to be able to do is work across the aisle with one another and make sure we're doing the right things for our state. As a representative, it's my job to make sure that people in the 3rd Congressional District, regardless of if you're white, black, uh, Native American, uh, regardless of whether you're low income or you're rich, hey, or you have a small business owner especially, that I'm representing you in the interest of our economy and also what's in the best interest of our people. And you can count on me with that. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I noticed on, on your website under yeah. the uh, topic of economic policy, yeah. you stated your first bullet point, uh, developing a local pipeline for high-earning career pathways. True. Can you elaborate on that? Absolutely. Your Absolutely. So look, look I've, I've had the, the, the fortunate opportunity to work around this country and also work with some of the uh, uh, executives that represent some of the large largest uh, and most respected companies in the world. The people who actually are lawyers for Facebook, Bank of America, Google, Apple, and these companies and things like this, they are friends of mine. Okay. Right? And these folks want to invest their companies' opportunities in Mississippi. They want to be able to make sure that economic growth is happening in our state. So how we actually develop that uh, is working with those particular companies to bring those jobs here to Mississippi, to bring those opportunities here to Mississippi, to provide the small businesses and our school and educational systems with programs that they can actually provide as a pipeline into entry for college and also for uh, their private sector hiring and things like that. So when you graduate from uh, Mississippi State or Jackson State University or Tougaloo College, or Millsaps or Bellhaven, uh, and also Ole Miss. Hey, congratu <laughs> congratulations on the national championship for those Ole Miss fans out there. Uh, that you know you have a job that's going to secure your future and your family's future. One of which that's moving forward in this highly technological world that we're moving in. Yeah. Um, and also they want to invest in our agricultural opportunities as well too. So when I say uh, investing in higher earning career pathways, that means the gamut of bringing the private sector into our particular state. Uh, to invest in our students, invest in our, our businesses, invest in our people. So you said earlier that uh, you, you see yourself working across the aisle. Have to. You believe Absolutely. you can, and you also Absolutely. noted, I believe, that there were some Republican policies that you could get behind. Look, I'll take well. just, just this morning, I was really surprised uh, when somebody walked by behind stage. Uh, I'm not going to say what political campaign shirt they had on, but they said, "My goodness, man, you sound like a Republican." <laughs> I said, well, I, "I said, well, you know, I guess, thank you, but look, I'm, I sound like a Mississippian. Look, we all want the best for our." children we all 
fear God. At least I hope so. That's what we all said. But seriously, we have a lot of work to do in our economy here in this state. Uh, we have to be able to work together to do that. So do you feel like should you be uh, fortunate to get elected to yeah. Congress to represent the 3rd District? You, you know how leadership works in the sausages made in Congress, uh, in the House especially, <laughs> where you got leadership is going to try to force you to walk the plank. And it may be to, to support things you don't agree with. Look, that's, that, that's not how I was raised. That's not what I believe in. That's not the Mississippi way. You know, I do what's best uh, first and foremost. Uh, before I actually went on stage this morning, a, a group of folks came up and prayed for me before I went up there. And at the end of that prayer, she told me, look, God's telling me to tell you uh, to always speak what's on your heart when you're talking to people and when you're governing if you get the opportunity to win. Uh, and that's the way I'm going to actually do it. You know, if it's best for the state, if it's best for our folks. Look, there's not a lot people really disagree on in the state of Mississippi. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the politics of it, and it's our explanation of it for dollars that are in politics that want to separate us instead of divide us. Yeah. Uh, so, look, I'm not going to be someone that's going to vote in line with my party all the time. Look, that's not even going to – look, nobody's going to keep their job in Mississippi if that's the case. Yeah, so. I, I think that's probably true. Uh, you say that you are for lowering taxes for working-class families, small business owners. You kind of touched on that yeah. uh, a yeah. bit. Anything specific there you got look, in mind? I, I, I want to make sure that those folks who are choosing to start small businesses have the actual opportunities to do so and make money in their first uh, year or two years of actual business growth because that's the hardest time for business to actually sustain itself, right? So it, we want to make sure that they're providing tax breaks in that area. Uh, those folks who don't come from a large background of economic wealth, I want to make sure that they have a leg up in getting in and getting those small business loans they need to start their businesses. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, uh, we are out of time here in the segment, but we appreciate you coming on Midday. Yeah, it was Shawaski. great being with you. Yeah, it was, it was nice talking to you, and, and good luck to you on the campaign trail. Thank you so much. God bless you. Shawaski Young, candidate for Mississippi's 3rd Congressional District, running on the Democrat ticket. We're going to take a break right here. Midday's is at Founder Square, the Neshoba County Fair. When we come back, it's Commissioner Mike Cheney. He's the insurance commissioner for the great state of Mississippi. We'll be right back. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has an outstanding selection of your favorite trees, shrubs, color plants, and bagged and bulk soils. Everything for your outdoor living. Large shipments of outdoor patio furniture have arrived. Calloway's showroom and warehouse are full. We have the largest in-stock selection in the South. Callaway's has plenty of large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoors and outdoors? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's what this hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. 
don't you mind your own business? Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear People Lease can help. How can they help? People Lease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now, 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi Live from Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair, right in the middle of Fair Week. We're going to be here tomorrow as well. Continuing with the action-packed lineup is now the Commissioner of the Mississippi Insurance Department for the State of Mississippi, Mr. Mike Cheney. Commissioner, good to have you on. Well, I hope you can hear me, uh, Gerard. <laughs> there was a great pause there. That's because I wasn't going to say anything bad about the University Medical Center or Blue Cross Blue Shield. I didn't say anything about that. I know. I didn't either, <laughs> except during the fair. <laughs> we hadn't even dove into that yet. But uh, you've spoken this morning already. I have spoken this morning. Uh, and what, what was your message? Basically, the message has been that uh, next year, besides health care and hurricanes, um, our biggest <laughs> issue may be pet insurance. Pet insurance. Pet insurance. You know, Delbert and I had several now. weeks ago, and he said, uh, Mike, oh, what's the biggest issue? And I said, outside of health insurance and hurricanes, <laughs> it's going to be pet insurance. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I, that's serious. That's a big deal. But we'll get that handled. Okay. Um, the other message was that uh, we want the University Medical Center and Blue Cross Blue Shield to, to have a, a meeting of the minds and find some common ground and get this network issue settled. Yeah. And, and where is it right now? What's the latest? Well, if, uh, the mediator doesn't give us an updated report, but I hadn't heard anything from him in four weeks, so I assume that nothing's happened, and then 
Last night, someone called me and informed me that uh, the University Medical Center had purchased another month's worth of billboard ads against, you know, billboards mm-hmm. against Blue Cross. So I, I really don't, I can't tell the public what the progress is because we don't know. Hmm. Um, and what we do know, we can't tell anyway. So it's think- a complicated issue. You see some lawsuits coming out of this? Yeah, possibly some lawsuits. Not over the network so much, but over um, frivolous things that will happen. But uh, the, the problem is that you you counsel people's insurance in, in midstream yep. and out of contract with a carrier to be able to use the University Medical Center and the University Medical Center counsel the Evergreen contract back in March. So there are a lot of people at fault here. It's not yeah. just one person, and you can't point the finger at the UMMC or Blue Cross Blue Shield. Everybody's guilty here of doing something wrong. But when you have to send people that need liver transplants to Houston, and we've got a guy from uh, right here in Philadelphia, young 28-year-old man, uh, and I, I have to be careful not to uh, violate any HIPAA laws, but he couldn't get a liver transplant at the University Medical Center, so he's in Houston now. He had Blue Cross Blue Shield of Texas. But the way that works, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi administers that program for the Texas Blue Cross, and it gets complicated. But he's in Texas, and hopefully we'll help him. The other guy that's been people have talked about is Mr. Dugan. He's been wide open, but yep. uh, to enable him to get his transplant, he had to change carrier. So he just dropped Blue Cross and went to um, another carrier that's going to pay for the hmm. the uh, liver transplant. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Mr. Dugan's been on on the program before. So uh, yeah, it's complicated. It's deep it's wide but in the meantime uh we seem to be at an impasse and it doesn't seem to be any breakthrough the both sides uh, have a, a fairly sizable financial gap between them right now they, they really do and and they're both well healed and have a lot of i say well healed in the fact they got a lot of money yep and um i prohibited from court rulings from talking about certain financial aspects because blue cross went to court and got us an injunction against me but sure uh, I can say that both parties should be able to sit down, and I think Blue Cross Blue Shield is capable of paying more of the University Medical Center, uh, but not paying what they want. You just They want a 40% increase. You're not going to get that. Yeah. And the University Medical Center is certainly capable of accepting something that's reasonable. So both parties could work this out if they just get out of room. This is not rocket science. They know what it's going to cost them. This is just two people being hard-headed. Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, obviously, I'm, we're not privy to uh, the negotiations and, and the discussions with the, with the mediator, but uh, if they're going out and spending more money on billboards and outdoor advertising, that would seem to indicate that uh, they're not close at this point. That's what it said to me. Somebody called me last night and sent me a text, and I said that's the first time I'd heard that. But um, that, that's a pretty good indicator that they're not looking to settle in August or right. for the first of September. Right. right. Otherwise, that would be a frivolous investment. And, and I sure. would say the worst thing that would happen would be to try to get a legislative solution, uh, because no telling what that would end up in. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that everybody's be good. got a different opinion, but uh, it, it's tough. What we're headed for is. Healthcare providers, especially corporations, these are not doctors necessarily, Gerard, will start saying, you're going to pay me what I want to be paid to use my hospital, or I'm not going to see you. So that that may negate what insurance is willing to do. And if you don't have networks, they can charge you $500,000 for a liver transplant. And that's going to break the system. And what you're going to end up with is socialized medicine, the single payor system, which is the worst scenario of all of them. Mm -hmm. So 
people have to work within the framework of the laws that we have today, and neither one of them are doing this because the University Medical Center has a statutory law, uh, Regulation 37-115, that says they're supposed to see and take care of every person in Mississippi. They're public hospital. And on the other side, Blue Cross Blue Shield has statutory laws that says they're supposed to have an adequate, adequate network. Right, network adequacy, and, right? And network term, adequacy is, is the right word, it, yeah. and that's under uh, Section 83.5.201 of the code. And if people aren't interested in that in Radio right. Land. What they're interested in is what can we do to fix this problem? Yeah. And what you can do to fix this problem is make these two people, two entities, get into a room and work it out. Yeah. Something else is going on, Commissioner uh, Cheney, Commissioner Mike Cheney, Mississippi Department of Insurance is our guest, is uh, the Democrats appear to be fairly close to extending the Obamacare enhancements that were passed as part of the American Rescue Plan, which which lowered premium costs by the, the, the threshold test, the uh, federal poverty level and income test, also eliminated the so-called subsidy cliff, which allows anyone whose income is more than 400% of the federal poverty level to to uh, qualify for these benefits. And at 150% of the FPL, it's zero cost, which is actually better than Medicaid expansion for, for able-bodied adults can get private coverage in the exchange. Have you guys contemplated how this may affect your world? We, we it's have been temporarily it. in place so far. We've looked at it, but the problem is that we as regulators in this country, I'm talking about the 50 of us in the United States and the District of Columbia, American Samoa, and the other territories, which yep. are three others, yep. have not been informed as to what the legislation would be. Okay. We had assumed that they would just extend the tax credits as they are, but now the Biden administration is adding a lot of stuff to it. Right. It's going to complicate issues for us as regulators. But they're looking at us now and said, eh, we're not going to let y'all regulate at a state level. We're going to start doing it from a federal level. Hmm. And even Obama himself said that would not work. Yeah, I remember that. So I don't know if Biden and Harris know something. I don't know. But they're, they're acting like they know something that they don't know. They're acting like idiots sometimes. Well, the reason, uh, as you're probably aware, uh, Commissioner, that this is, is highly probable to become a reality is because Senator Joe Manchin, who's been the firewall to the big, giant uh, Build Back Better plan, has indicated the last couple of weeks he could get on board with that. And so the Democrats, Chuck Schumer, he's counting on Joe Manchin supporting this watered-down bill, which primarily includes that. Well, I don't know what Manchin will do. Uh, I would find it hard to believe he'd, he'd vote for it, but he might. He's still a Democrat, and he's got to get reelected as a Democrat in his district, so yeah. he may do that. But uh, what I would hope is the Senate will stop it. Yeah, but we've got midterms coming up. You've got to you've got to keep the system in place. It would be chaotic not to complete the system that we have now and keep it funded, because you'd have eight million people without insurance in the morning. Yeah, and that's the concern, and also that that these enhancements that everybody's gotten used to that buys their coverage in the exchanges that all ends at the end of the year, and the concern is that well. My premiums are going to go up. I shared an example the other day where someone could see their premiums rise by as much as 50% who's currently buying their insurance in the exchanges. So uh, all that's kind of waiting out there. I think the Democrats are going to use that uh, uh, very powerfully in their election bid. So anyhow, that, that could turn the whole thing upside down, especially if you're saying they want to pull back the regulation to the federal level. I don't like that at all. Well, I don't either. And, and it's kind of like uh, 
I'm chair of the C committee at the National Association of Insurance Commissioners, and part of my job is to try to keep federal intervention out of our system. Yeah. And one of the things the FIO, that's the Federal Insurance Office, wants to sure. do sure. is have one one automobile insurance for everybody in the country. Oh my gosh! I mean, it doesn't matter what you drive, you're gonna pay the same premium. You can't have that. No, that won't work. That would be a disaster. And it, what it would do, so you talk about the, the famous uh, clip from Barack Obama was choice of competition. That's the antithesis of choice of competition right there. I mean, that, that, would, that wouldn't be in anybody's best interest. Well, um, lots of stuff brewing for sure. Real quickly before we go, what about the Fire Academy? How are we doing there? Fire Academy is doing good. Uh, we, we're building a new dorm, and we've got the limits taken off for folks that we can help trained emergency medical responders. That's a big deal today. Yeah, I know it is. About 90% of our calls as, as firefighters uh, happens to be uh, taking care of folks with medical needs. Yeah, I got it. Well, appreciate you coming on as always. Thank you, Gerard. Mike always Cheney. a pleasure. Yes, sir. Good intelligent city. man. We appreciate <laughs> you. Appreciate Thank that, you. Mike. Thank you. We'll step aside for a break right here. We've got Leonard Papania, the Chief Administrative Officer of the City of Gulfport, coming on next. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 95. Tonight, mostly clear, low down to 76. Your Thursday, sunny skies and hot, high near 95. And your finally Friday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 93. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Shivers Portable Buildings presents the 35th Annual Mississippi Wildlife Extravaganza. July 29th through 31st at the Clyde Muse Center in Pearl. Featuring celebrity appearances all weekend. The Heart of Texas Snake Handlers from Rattlesnake Republic. Son of the South Josh Carney. Yacht Yacht. Moonshiner Mike. Ronnie Adams. Ashley Deadeye Jones. And Bruce Mitchell from Swamp People. The Big Buck Contest. Bring your bucks to enter for cash and prizes. And get entered in Magnolia Records. See Jason Reynolds High Flying Retrievers. The Kids Catfish Hand Grabbing Tank. Kids casting tutorials, a new pond habitat demonstration, try your hand at the archery and BB gun ranges, learn turkey calling from the legendary Paul Meek and five-time world champion Preston Pittman. Kids get in free Friday, July 29th. Kids five and under are free all weekend. The Mississippi Wildlife Extravaganza. Presented in part by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi, Mississippi Ag, and Bass Pro Shops. July 29th through 31st at the Clyde Muse Center in Pearl. Truly bigger and better than ever. Land is one of the most valuable assets you will acquire in your lifetime. Hey there, I'm Don Coleman, the land professional at Four Corner Properties in Gluckstadt. Making sure that right property fits your wants and needs is my job. As a proven leader in the land business at Four Corner Properties, I can help you do just that. Give me a call at 662-571-1386 or at the office 601-952-2828. Land for you is what I do. Deli serving giant sandwiches, award-winning rib plates, and original recipe catfish with a family-friendly atmosphere. Open 10:30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Briscoe Deli. We have something for everyone. Located just off Pearson Road on Phillips Lane in Pearl. Come see us. Madison Cellars, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Cellars Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center. 
Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Americans continue to deal with sticker shock at the grocery store and gas pumps with inflation at a 40-year high. The Commerce Department is expected to release its report on the second quarter gross domestic product Thursday, stoking concerns about a recession. Florida Senator Rick Scott talked about the impact of a shrinking GDP on Fox News. When we have negative GDP, what's that mean? That means you make less money. That means people are going to get laid off. That means the value of things are going to go down, like your home. That's what's happening. By the way, it's happening. President Biden told reporters Monday he doesn't believe the nation is going to be in a recession, which is typically marked by two consecutive quarters of shrinking GDP. The first quarter GDP dropped 1.6%. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Jake Mangum here. I got a lot of love from Mississippi in my time with MSU. Fans, friends, family, and teammates gave me more support than I could have hoped for. Farm Bureau Insurance was one of my supporters then, and they continue to take care of me day-to-day as my insurance provider. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV exhibit and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Join us each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for the Word of Truth here on Super Talk Mississippi. That's the Word of Truth each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station or online at supertalk.fm. 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 Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm. Is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Two, three, four. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi Live from Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair, the 2022 edition of it. Joining us now in the Element Well Studios here under the big oak tree in the Super Talk tents today is Leonard Papania, the Chief Administrative Officer for the City of Gulfport. Leonard, thanks for coming on Middays. Oh, I'm glad to be here and glad to be in Neshoba. Yeah, man. So I was just commenting that last year it was kind of muddy. We had rain uh, before 
for the show on Wednesday. But uh, it's nice and dry. Sawdust is out. Folks are enjoying themselves. This is a one-of-a-kind event that you really can't describe to anybody that hasn't ever been here. Uh, you have to be at the fair to understand the fair. <laughs> Absolutely true. All right, so how long have you been in this role uh, as the Chief Administrative Officer, the CAO of uh, uh, Gulfport? I just hit my one-year mark. Uh, I had retired in August of 2020 as Chief of Police with the City of Gulfport. Okay. And uh, went into the private sector for a little bit, and then Mayor Hughes called me up said, uh, there's an opportunity to come back, and uh, uh, I, I love the city of Gulfport, and so it was a no-brainer. So what uh, what are the core responsibilities for a chief administrative officer of a city? Uh, in my role, uh, my duty is to oversee the day-to-day operations, ensure that our directors have the resources they need to execute the missions that we take on, and uh, uh, just kind of keep things uh, go- going and moving ahead and uh, listening to our council and our mayor and, and executing their missions. Yeah. Uh, how are the sales tax diversions going? We're actually doing well. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, based on our budget predictions, it looks like uh, we're going to be over, which is always a good thing, uh, especially in the economy we're in. Yeah. It, it's it's good to be doing well. Yeah. You see uh, tourism picking up, doing well this summer? Seems like this is the year everybody kind of gets back to some degree of normalcy with respect to travel and vacations and so forth. It, uh, they are, and, and I tell you, uh, Mayor Hughes has this uh, saying, the, I had no idea. And, and it's funny to watch people come to our Gulf Coast for the first time and uh, uh, make that remark. Uh, from Bay St. Louis to Ocean Springs, there's just so many different things you can do on our Gulf Coast. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's thriving. There's no doubt about it. I always enjoy uh, being around the coast. was married to Biloxi girl in, in the city of Biloxi a long time ago. Uh, but certainly the gaming industry seems to be strong. All the reports I see, they're, they're endure, experiencing uh, really strong revenue, and that's producing lots of, of taxes for, for the state and for the, the area as well as, as that model is built. Uh, in fact, it's pretty hard to get a room, honestly. I mean, they're, they're booking pretty well. And that's a great thing. Yeah. It, it's a great thing. Every day we try and create uh, other reasons why people want to be on our Gulf Coast. Yeah, no doubt about it. We always enjoy uh, the Cruising the Coast event coming up uh, pretty soon. What a fantastic deal that was. And I was we, we were set up on the stage there overlooking all those fantastic vehicles. That pink brings people from, I think last year we had all 50 states represented, if I'm not we, mistaken. We do, and I tell you, every year our numbers go up. And we years ago we always contemplated how much can we handle. Yeah. And uh, we continued to, to test uh, test the limits. Uh, cruising always starts with View the Cruise. Uh, that first Sunday uh, at, in downtown Gulfport, we get about 20,000 people. And it's really a great kickoff event. And this year, uh, the Friday before uh, we will be doing the Sea of Stars at our aquarium and there's a uh, lighted drone show that occurs um, and it's 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 just really every year it gets bigger and bigger yeah no doubt about it it's a one of a kind unique event really cool and it's in in it's so good to bring people from all over the state it's another situation where you're showcasing an area and a lot of time is you get those same responses i i didn't know that uh, sort of deal because they've never been in our state and they're blown away and many even decide to make their home take their residence up just i i found that out last year interviewing some folks uh, just by attending cruising the coast and experiencing all the wonderful things the coast has to offer. 
Yeah, it's it's sometimes that that first bite gets you. Uh, (laughs) We've seen a lot of military families become Coastians, and uh, it's great when you can convert a visitor to a resident. Yeah, it is truly awesome. So what what are some of the key challenges that uh, you, the mayor of the city council, are are working on that that kind of bubbles up to the top of the job jar? Well, you know, uh, we we have a city government with a lot of vision. With a lot of vision comes a lot of projects, and projects means money. I was just speaking with the uh, lieutenant governor uh, this morning, and he was very instrumental on helping us uh, uh, get some final funding for a town center that will be right there in downtown Gulfport. It's going to put 200 residents in our downtown area. And uh, really how we network in the state and find those funds is, is crucial. And to get the support like we do from Jackson, we've, we've been really fortunate with that. We've got uh, several other uh, projects where our aquarium is. We're now building a tram bridge that will go into Jones oh, Park cool, yeah. and spread out into the park. And it's really going to help connect our, our harbor community with our downtown. Yeah. What about the just the collaboration from an economic and in, in, in other areas as well with, with the other coastal cities, Biloxi, Ocean Springs, Bay St. Louis, etc.? How, how's that going? It, it, it's going great. Uh, when Mayor Hughes came in in 2013, uh, he started the thought process, One Coast, and it's something we really believe in. And, and the collective, when they're working together, we get so much more done. Um, uh, we met with our Harrison County Board of Supervisors. We're contemplating uh, how to get the best bang out of our ARPA monies, putting yeah. them together. Yeah. And, and you know, we're not in competition with one another. When one of us on the coast succeeds, we all do. Yeah. And I think most people sort of view it as one contiguous area, don't not, don't so much distinguish between uh, the cities because they, they are adjacent. I mean, you're, you're in one and you just cross a line, an imaginary line on the road, and you're in the next one. So, it, it, and it and they've all expanded quite a bit, east, all directions except south, of course, east, west, and north. But uh, why, what about new casino projects? What are we hearing on there? Anything uh, cooking? Uh, I know in Gulfport, uh, nothing really on the board there. Um, uh, you know, we're always trying to invite new industry into the area yeah. uh, and and continue because we want a broad scope of uh, uh, economics. Sure. And uh, um, but. As of right now, they're not talking about any new casinos. Okay. What about the city of Gulfport in, in its organizational um, its organization chart itself? How are you doing there? You you've got job openings? Or are you what well, we fully do. staffed? Uh, uh, we're in a, a really odd time with staffing. Uh, positions that were always historically filled uh, are not. Law enforcement, uh, where my background is over the last 10 years, has taken some really hard knocks. And, and the result is, you know, we always heard defund the police. The police defunded it because there's just less people going mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. And that continues to be a challenge. But communities have to take that and say, how can we do things differently? How can we convert the model? And move forward. Yeah, I got you. So, what what about uh, crime in the city? It, you know, it's interesting. We're the second largest city in the state, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, sometimes Gulfport, I think, gets an unfair hit on that. And I always challenge people: let's look at it per capita, mm-hmm. and not per yeah, city. Just, just and 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 you know, uh, again, there's some challenges there, uh, uh, and and it goes back to how, as a nation, law enforcement has been attacked, and some of the results have been negative in trying to provide a quality of life when 
the historical respect for law enforcement uh, has been tampered with. Mm. Fortunately, in Mississippi and along the Gulf Coast, we have not experienced it like the rest of the the nation. I know you said you talked to Lieutenant Governor Hoseman earlier, and he's coming on the show uh, in a little bit. Anything in particular that the city of Gulfport, from your perspective, is seeking from the state legislature at this point? Well, uh, one of our uh, big projects is the interconnector road. Uh, if, if you've ever been to Gulfport, right there at the intersection of Creosote and 49, just south of I-10, yeah. especially during the holidays, uh, becomes unrealistic. And uh, we have a good design of a, uh, a bypass that will help connect uh, and provide a uh, flyover the interstate where pedestrian and bicycle traffic can make the crossing hmm, and, okay. and better connect and relieve that intersection. And um, we have a lot of the funding in place. The state's been good to us, and we're still trying to shore that up. Yeah, gotcha. Well, I, so you said earlier that you had been working uh, together, the cities and the county, uh, with um, uh, allocating ARPA money. Is that done? Do you have a plan at this point? Well, right now we're going to our uh, our city governments, our council, and to the board of supervisors. Uh, now that our engineers have sat down together, and uh, we're going to talk with them, and then look about moving forward. There's these monies are really I, I hate to say once in a lifetime, yeah. but they. We don't see these kind of monies, so it's important we take on those projects. Uh, you know, our water treatment plants need some upgrades, and uh, uh, we're looking at a total package on that and trying to use those monies start moving that way on that project. Gotcha, I, and that, that's something that the lieutenant governor has uh, has really repeated uh, quite a bit since that money was became available is that we got to be smart in the allocation and use of it from your perspective does it seem like uh, the municipalities are doing a good job on that I, I think they are I think they are it's uh, there's a lot of uh, money moving right now yeah. and and the other challenge is that many projects hitting yeah it's hard yeah well, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, Leonard Patania has been our guest, the Chief Administrative Officer for the City of Gulfport. We're going to step aside on middays, and then we'll come back with more. After the noon break, it's Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman. Stay with us. long we're celebrating the red white and blue at must of jackson that's right we're celebrating your freedom to shop and save big on an amazing selection of monsters every car suv and crossover in stock is priced to move plus we're offering low interest rates that will save you thousands for example get super low 1.9 percent financing for 36 months on most 2022 monsters that's right 1.9 percent financing on almost every 2022 monster buy a new mazda and mazda of jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you shop right now at mazdaofjackson.com Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. And remember, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade? Bring it in, and we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. So come celebrate the red, white, and blue, and save big while doing so, only at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. With proof like model, see for details. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they all are. I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried. <laughs> I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Russia and Ukraine have agreed to resume exports of millions of tons of Ukrainian grain via the Black Sea for the first time since the Russian invasion, a deal aimed at freeing up vital supplies amid fears of a global food crisis. The deal is a product of months of diplomacy led by the United Nations and Turkey, both of which are signatories to a pair of parallel agreements with Russia and Ukraine. It raises hopes that grain stocks could soon be shipped out from Ukrainian ports after the war caused a worldwide surge in the cost of food, pushing tens of millions of people closer to the soft racing. The deal between the three Black Sea neighbors and the U.N. is in effect for a period of 120 days, and it can be renewed. According to a senior U.N. official, the aim is for Ukraine to exp export about 5 million tons of grain a month, the equivalent of its pre-war level. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. Our members get to take advantage of several of our business partnerships. Today, I want to talk about one in particular, Ford. As a Mississippi Farm Bureau member, you are eligible for $500 bonus cash on a new Ford truck. Take advantage of this and many other great perks and join us today. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. There's not a lot that's free in life. I mean, it costs to bring you into this world and when you leave it and everything in between. Well, there is something free and valuable to your well-being and that's for you to call 811 before you dig, pull stumps, erect a mailbox, dig a post, or start a garden. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We're at Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair here on this Wednesday. And you know what? We're going to be back here tomorrow 
Coming up on the program after the break at noon is Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman. I see him uh, about 30, 40 feet away talking to some folks. Look forward to that conversation. We've got Senator Daniel Sparks from up there in Itawamba, Prentice, and Tishomingo counties. He'll be on the program as well. Uh, enjoyable day. And i got to tell you, Rhino, is not as... Uh, egregiously hot as it typically is but that's that's part of the fair uh we got of course the uh, super talk mississippi fans with the super talk logo imprinted on them i see a lot of those uh being used but it, it isn't that bad i gotta tell you folks so if you're in the area come on by and see us we are right here on founder square you can't miss us with the super talk mississippi tent our top the Element Wealth Studios set right here. And um, we appreciate all the guests for coming on. Good perspective. So it was an interesting conversation with Mr. Young, Shawaski Young, Democrat candidate for Mississippi's 3rd Congressional District. And wanted to dig a little bit more uh, in this segment without a guest on this, this Social Security stuff. So there, there are three plans that have been proposed over on the Senate side, the U.S. Senate side, all by Democrats, is a way to protect Social Security, which is presently projected to run out of money in 13 years. 13 years is where we are. So they have offered up three plans. And let me make sure I get this right. It is uh, Senator Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. I think we've discussed their plan before. And, And honestly... I wasn't aware of but their plans as a proposal, but there are two more that have been drafted and have been filed. Senator Maisie Hirono of Hawaii, arguably one of the most left-leaning senators in the entire United States Senate, and Representative Ted Deutsch of Florida, they have teamed up to introduce legislation to at least attempt to strengthen Social Security. So we got the Sanders-Warren plan. We have got uh, the Hirono and Deutsch plan. And then there is uh, another plan by, let's see, it's the senator from Connecticut, John Larson. He has introduced a plan. I didn't realize that this was introduced last year uh, in October of last year. And and they, they vary somewhat, but the goals are similar. And the concept is the same in that they levy additional Social Security taxes on those dirty, greedy, dastardly, devious, wealthy people. They're going to have to hit the hip and pay more so everybody else can have their Social Security. That is the basic plan. Now, as you know, Social Security caps out contributions to the program due when annual wages reach the amount presently of $147,000. So all of these plans essentially adjust that. Uh, Hirono and Deutsch's bill just phase out that cap so that it, there is no cap, which means that that uh, those who earn more than $147,000 would continue and would their employers pay their matching share into the plan uh, on all wages. Now, that doesn't increase the amount they get from the program. It just increases the amount they pay into it. So as to keep it, it solvent is really the idea. Sanders and Warren's proposal, it kind of has a uh, what's called a donut hole in it. It maintains the 147k cap, but it picks up the contribution by both employee and employer on all wages over 250 grand a year. But they also want to levy 
Social Security taxes on capital gains, investment income, and other other business income, small business income, which is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. But, of course, the two of those have never met a tax they didn't like. And then Senator Larson of Connecticut, his bill would would reapply the payroll taxes for wages over four hundred grand, but he would eliminate that cap. Uh, I, I should say the donut hole between one forty seven and four hundred over a period of time. So, uh, bottom line is that those high earners they're going to pay more into Social Security, and uh, although they don't get any more out which uh, just goes further to illustrate that the concept of Social Security is really not that you're paying for your own retirement. You're just paying premiums into an insurance plan is what it boils down to. It's social insurance. And, uh, and of course, the, those at the lower end of the scale, they, they can't, they, they really can't pay any more taxes if you keep the rate constant because it's all based on their income. So that's where we are. Uh, we'll see what happens. Something's got to be done for sure. Some either got to raise taxes, reduce benefits, phase the program out totally, combination of all the above. Something's got to be done. Or the Social Security program's going to run out of money in 13 years, and nobody's going to get any benefits. And both, honestly, both parties have kicked this can down the road interminably it seems like because it is the old third rail of politics we're out of time here in this hour we'll take a break for super talk news and fox news coming your way and when we return it's the lieutenant governor of the state of mississippi delbert hoseman stay with us Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. President Biden's back at work in the Oval Office today. I've uh, just tested negative for COVID 19 after isolating for five days. Yeah, the president speaking in the White House Rose Garden. Former President Trump on social media today complains about disinformation from Democrats after the Washington Post reports the Justice Department is investigating his conversations about overturning election results. The Post reports some of the investigators' questions focused on the fake elector scheme led by Trump's outside lawyers Rudy Giuliani and John Eastman. Investigators also seized Eastman's phone, former Justice Department official Jeffrey Clark's phone, and former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows' phone records. Fox's Rich Edson. A Pennsylvania mortgage company that's owned by billionaire businessman Warren Buffett has settled for $20 million with Justice Department allegations of discrimination against potential black and Latino home buyers. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Fredericks has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Fredericks Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993. 
The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Americans continue to feel less optimistic about the economy. The Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Index slumped to a reading of 95.7 this month. That reading is down from a month ago, and it's the third consecutive month with a decline. Concerns about inflation, rising gas, and food prices in particular continue to weigh on consumers. Bay St. Louis leaders have broken ground on a new police department. The $4.5 million, 10,000-square-foot complex will eventually be home to the 30-person staff that's currently working out of City Hall. Uber will not be required to provide wheelchair-accessible vehicles in Jackson or New Orleans. Monday, the 9th District Court in California ruled against plaintiffs that had filed suit against the company, arguing that Uber's failure to do so was a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Hundreds of thousands of Mississippians like me. Yes, please. Depend on public benefits for health care, food, and housing. To receive these benefits, I cannot have more than $2,000 in my name. With able, I can save for my future without losing my much-needed benefits. I couldn't plan on savings before, but now I am able. Visit MississippiAble.com to get started. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. There have been 70 murders in our state capitol this year, and according to former U.S. Attorney Mike Hurst, that puts the city on pace to hit about 123 this year. If you're going to be an optimistic person, glass half full, I mean, that is lower than last year. It is lower than the year before, but that still puts us in the top three deadliest years in the city's history. He says 60% of murders in Jackson are solved, but in the 60s, the solvability rate in the nation was 90%. He blames a lack of resources and a lack of leadership. When you don't have someone who is making executive decisions about a city or and specifically in this case about a police department or that is making decisions that you know adversely impact the police officers um, you've got some of the lowest morale that I've ever seen in any organization not just the law enforcement organization. Yeah. For the latest Mississippi news follow us on Facebook Twitter or online at supertalk.fm Have you ever seen a field of corn or soybeans or cotton growing along the highway? Think about that for a moment. From tiny seeds comes this field of crops. You and I need to live our lives every day. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. We began much the same way as a seed of an idea that took root in 1922. In the 100 years since, the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation has contributed so much to our lives across every county of this state. From insurance to hospitals, from private property rights to road and bridge repair, Mississippi Farm Bureau has fought to make a better way of life for Mississippians, member or not. 
So while agriculture is important, we are not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. folks in the Capital City metro area. Love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi, rocking into the afternoon portion of the program live from Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. And joining us now in the Element Well Studios is the Lieutenant Governor of the great state of Mississippi, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman. Thanks for coming on. Hey, you just going to cut me on there? Uh, help me out here, Houston. I think we're good. Uh, yeah, can you hear me? I got you. Yeah, hey, I wouldn't. Uh, there we go. I can hear you now. Okay, got you. Get I see. Get I'm going the wrong direction. Yeah, man. Okay, I'm learning all the technology around here. You don't have that. Okay. I see now. Send and return. Oh, yeah. Not a, not a bunch of up or down. So anyhow, we got that figured out. Thank man, you. You're a computer expert. Well, I know, know that, but that's different than audio oh. panels. All right. It's a lot different technology. Right. Well, anyhow, uh, so. First, welcome. Uh, Lieutenant you. Governor, good always to good you. to see you. Yes, sir. Uh, you spoke this morning already? We did. Yeah. Uh, what's the What's the message? Uh, we talked, uh, like most times, I like to give a report to people. Yeah. And, and they'll, they'll pick it up on the Internet. You know, we have a crowd here, but it, it, people on the Internet will pick it up. And we talked about last year's tax cut. We talked about last year's teacher pay raise. Last year's $100 million for roads and bridges, $1.6 billion dollars. For, for MDOT stuff and uh, all the things that we that we took on last year that I was real pleased with. We had a historical year. Uh, you know, we gave, we gave sheriff's pay raises. All these people that are in the criminal justice system, which is, you know, is, is struggling with, and to give, to say, at best maybe in Jackson and some other places. We just really needed to beef up our criminal justice system. We talked about that. And then I, I like to spend half my time, we've got 10 minutes or two, uh, talking about where we're going. And uh, I, was, I was real pleased about that. I, I, I think we need to go to a modified school schedule, Gerard, which you, right now we're t allegedly teaching kids 180 days a year, but some of that's test days and these others. We're really we're not teaching our kids even half a year. And we need to go to the modified schedule in Corinth, uh, Gulfport, uh, Lamar County, Hattiesburg. Uh, they're all going to that, and the, and the state needs to incentivize uh, schools to go to that schedule. And I, let me explain that a little bit for people who don't understand the modified part. You, you go to school for nine weeks, then you're off for two or three weeks. In Corinth, it's three, and you go for it, it's two weeks. So you go off for two weeks, and during that two weeks, and this starts in July, it's July to June, just like regular, 
And in that two weeks, if you have a child that may be not catching everything, you can bring them up to date. Or if you have a child that's accelerated, you can bring them up to date. And you give your teachers a break. And when I met with teachers around the state, they were quite clear. They said, by March, I'm sick of these kids, you know, and they're sick of me. I need some time off. So then, then you've got a, a fall break, then you got your uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and you got your spring break, then your summer break. And um, I was in Gulfport during their break period, and uh, they call it an intercession, mm-hmm. George. And so I was there, and I, I went out with the kids. I sat in the classrooms with them, watched what these kids are doing, and they have a, they're having an educational component. And you probably as much or more than anybody would appreciate that we're not just in competition with Alabama. This is, we're in a worldwide economy and the planes we make and the ships we make and the cars we make and the rockets we send and the and the agriculture we do is of international scope. Mm-hmm. We sell those products. Our timber products are sold. So we, we really are in an international competition and most of these other countries like Korea you know, those virtually year-round. Mm-hmm. So why am I putting my children at a disadvantage, either to catch up or to accelerate? I, I just don't see that. And I'm very hopeful these forward-thinking school people in Lamar and Gulfport and East there and, um, you know, all of them are, are really taking the change and just deciding that just because we always did it this way doesn't mean we always need to do it that way. I mean, this started out when we act, when we harvested the crops in September and stuff. So that you're just talking about a whole different concept now, uh, particularly with the Internet and the computers that you're so familiar with. Yeah. So we talked about that. <clears throat> we talked about postpartum coverage. We talked, you know, about uh, roads and bridges. We want to do another one and another $100 million for roads and bridges for cities and counties. And we talked about a tax rebate. Uh, Gerard, it's time to give our taxpayers the money back. Well, we just winded up with uh, 1.4 billion. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and I want to. I want a significant Surplus. tax rebate to the citizens. Uh, we've had a tax, a huge tax cut last year. You thinking like a lump sum sort of yeah, rebate? Yeah, I want to write them a check. Okay. So, uh, and I think uh, we 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 started that last year during the tax debate. Uh, with the House and us, and at the end we ended up cutting the rate back to 4%, and uh, we're the fifth lowest tax, if anybody gives taxes, the 91 states that give them, we're the fifth lowest in the country now. Yeah. So we, we, we adjusted that. Now I think we're, we're back to, we got a lump sum that came this last year. I think we need to pay the people their money back. Okay. Have you have you done some math on that yet to figure out how, we what have, that looked like? We had it from last year, and our staff in the Department of Revenue is running the numbers now on how to do it. Georgia just did this, okay. and they did it kind of in brackets, you know, $100, yeah. $350, $500, whatever. Um, you know, my own personal opinion, if we could do it, I'd like to start bottom up. Okay. Everybody that paid a hundred dollars gets a hundred dollars. You paid five hundred dollars, get five hundred dollars. Okay, I got you. You know, whatever. What until we run out of the uh, whatever the amount, I can get out of uh, the, the legislature to spend on that amount. I've been talking a lot uh, the last few weeks about uh, various economic headwinds nationwide that that we are facing. This is a big week of various economic announcements. We got the Fed is going to tell us what they're going to do with interest rates this afternoon. We've got some major companies have announced earnings this week, even more tomorrow. Amazon and Apple tomorrow. Uh, are you concerned about how that might affect our revenues going forward, Lieutenant Governor? Given that we had such a banner year this year and the last couple of years, 
Yes, and uh, I did this last year when we talked about the size of the tax cut. I wanted to do it gradually so we can get two or three years here and then look if we can cut more income taxes later, we can do that. But I was very concerned about inflation. And uh, quite frankly, I thought it would be 5 or 6%. Our state economists are saying, no, it's just going to be 2 Well, actually, it's 8 or 10 now. So I'm very concerned about that. I'm very concerned about a recession. So I met with the state economists, and I started going over the numbers. And we're we're going to be programmed, uh, you know, big picture now, not not absolute numbers. Yeah. But two to three hundred million dollar uh, next year decrease in revenue. Okay. And, but and that's still a sizable surplus. It though. is. Well, when you talk about the fact we're cutting taxes by five hundred million, all I of a sudden you. you got an eight hundred million dollar reduction. Now that five hundred million doesn't have occur for two years. Next year is much less. I got you. Yeah. Right. Two hundred million. But but still, you have to factor in phases decrease. in. Yeah. You got to factor in the fact that we cut taxes and we're having a decrease in revenue and those two uh, we need to be able to provide the core services that people want the roads the bridges or education you know um, you know the state parks and things that, that people expect us to do and crime we need to make sure people get locked up yeah our staff was in parchment uh, last weekend going over parchment you know what's what's the status of it how does it look I know when I when I saw you down at the Capitol a couple of months ago and, and we had all the a uh, lot of the local uh, law enforcement and uh, city leaders present, yeah. uh, trying to address some of the issues in our capital city, the city of Jackson, which don't seem to get, be getting any better. They don't, and we are spending a, a significant amount of funds. I think four million dollars on ju- on the judiciary. That's for um, DAs, assistant DAs, public defenders, judges, two or three judges. I think we're paying for. And then also we have beefed up the Capitol Police. I think we're up to 107, headed towards 150 Capitol Police. Wow. So um, in the first two years that the judges were over there, they gave me a number of like 40,000 cases that they had resolved that were backlogged in Hines County. And so our our judiciary, for whatever reason, uh, it, it is not functioning there, and we are devoting a whole bunch of time and effort to make sure it does function. I said in my speech today, we, we're spending money on, on training people that are in prison for when they get out. That's good. We don't want recidivism. Right. But I want to make sure if you commit a crime, you get a speedy trial, and if you're convicted, an even faster way to get to prison. Uh, that's the only way, I think, to stem some of the crime that is going on, particularly in the capital city. It's out of control, and and even though it, it you may say, well, it's pretty much relegated to the capital city, the fact is it affects us all. It affects the entire state. It drags the entire state. Well, this, the money that I'm spending there, I could be spending on education. Sure. Or whatever. Something you know, more you, productive. Something that would be transformational, that would be a long-term benefit. Instead, we're playing catch-up. And, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm very hopeful that, that we can do this, but some of this, Gerard, quite frankly, you have to have the will to change. Yeah. So we, we, we can help. We can give you a hand up. We can be assistance. But you have to, the community itself has to drive this change, I think. Got to be some focus, and it doesn't seem like we're getting that at all levels of municipal government uh, in the city of Jackson, in my view. I, I've, I've just been disappointed. I've been trying to get a jail. We don't have a jail in Jackson. Which is crazy. You shared that with me when we were together yeah, at the Capitol. I started Couldn't that, believe in, that in January, and here we are, <laughs> July the 27th, and we don't have a jail. That is crazy. Lieutenant Governor, always good to see you, sir. Thanks good to for coming you, on. Appreciate yes, sir. the time. Man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman has been our guest here on Middays. We'll step aside for a break. Coming up later in the program, Senator Daniel Sparks. We'll be right back. 
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 95. Tonight, mostly clear, low down to 76. Your Thursday, sunny skies and hot, high near 95. And your finally Friday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 93. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. Employers, are you looking for new employees? Spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men and a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Listen up. Ag-Up Equipment can help you prep your land to bag your buck. With the Predator Tractor Package, you can prep your land with a new John Deere 3025E, plus a loader, rotary cutter, disc, and trailer for only $3.55 per month with 0% financing. Give yourself the advantage and prep for that trophy with help from Ag-Up Equipment. Visit us in-store or online at agup.com. Offer ends 731-2022. Payment based on 20% down. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Crisco Deli, serving giant sandwiches, award-winning rib plates, and original recipe catfish with a family-friendly atmosphere. Open 1030 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Crisco Deli, we have something for everyone. Located just off Pearson Road on Phillips Lane in Pearl. Come see us. Follow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi, live from Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. Rhino bumping us into this segment. 
With a little Boston, appreciate that, uh, Rhino. That brings me back to the old college days, actually. But joining us now in the Element Well Studios right here on Founder Square is Mandy Gunnisakara. She is the former chief of staff of the Environmental Protection Agency and also is a frequent guest host on Middays and also, I believe, on the Paul Gallo Show as well. Occasionally, yeah. Mandy, good to have you on the program. Yeah, great to be with you, Gerard. Yeah, so uh, I know you, uh, like me, are a political junkie, and this is where it's all happening in the state of Mississippi every year at the Neshoba County Fair. You get your fill of it, don't you? (laughs) Absolutely do. And, look, I love coming here. This is truly where retail politics takes place. You know, anyone who is running for office in Mississippi, they need to swing through the Neshoba County Fair, talk to the folks here to really get a pulse of what's important and what they want to see in their in the state's future. And it's such a good atmosphere, even though it's hot. Um, it is always such a wonderful atmosphere. Folks are so gracious, gracious with their time and willing to share their interests on a manner of issues, um, including the current state of the economy and uh, resilience disappointment with our current leaders in Washington, D.C. So um, the the situation outside of the Neshoba County Fair isn't that great, but coming here, uh, it sure is refreshing and and gives a lot of hope. Yeah, and so uh, you you said something there talking about the state of the present state of the economy. This is a huge week, as I've been discussing on the show this week, for lots of uh, economic news. I mean, it's a fire hose of it with lots of major companies announcing earnings. But today, of course, the Fed, uh, is meeting uh, to the Federal Open Market Committee to talk about what they're going to do with interest rates. Widely believe we're going to get three-quarters of a point increase in the Fed funds rate. And then tomorrow we get the CPI. So it has been fascinating, Mandy, to watch the Biden administration, including the head of the economic advisors there in the West Wing, saying, no, no, it's not a recession just because we've had two quarters of economic contraction. They're like redefining that. That's been the the uh, widely accepted standard for decades in this country two quarters of negative GDP growth, but they're spinning it. It's their in constant spin mode. That's right, and they've been both dishonest and irresponsible from the start of this administration. Um, And what they're trying to do with regard to the recession, we are in a recession. Um, If you go up and you look up the standard definition that everyone's been following um, since we started measuring these sorts of economic um, outcomes, we are in it. Um, Their unwillingness to be honest really makes it difficult to think about what can we do to fix it. And yeah. they're not interested in that. All yeah. they're looking at is the midterms, and they're trying to save face with the American people by lying to them about the current state of the economy. But the good news is there are midterm elections coming down the pike, and the Republican Party is ginned up and ready to go so long as the voters give them the opportunity to take back the helm of leadership, and they've got a a multitude of policies ready to put in action to provide relief at the pump, to bring the economy back under to some semblance of balance, and to put our economy back on the path towards growth. I hope so. And and poll after poll uh, reveals that this is the issue that Americans care about the most, but they're trying to make, uh, of course, the Roe v. Wade reversal decision uh, front and center gun control, voting rights. They're trying to bring in all these more socially oriented issues, which are important to all the electorate. But 
Right now, it's the cost of gas, it's the cost of groceries, it's inflation. That is top of mind for Americans. That's the so-called kitchen table primary issue they're talking about because nothing else matters if you can't make ends meet financially. That's right. If you can't put anything on the kitchen table, then uh, you've got problems in your family. And unfortunately, there are many Americans who are having to make choices between food on the table, turning on the lights, or switching on the AC. And look, it's the summer. It gets hot. That's not because of climate change. That's just because it's the summer. And people need to have access to affordable, reliable energy so we can use these innovations like AC that make living out in hot areas not only bearable, but safe from a health perspective. So this administration continues to disappoint. They play politics with issues that have severe consequences for the American people. Look, I've stopped looking to them for for any kind of guidance of what to do next um, and really focused and honed in on Republicans who are getting ready to take the country back over um, and get us on this this path towards growth and prosperity. And on the cultural side, you know, that's that's not going to be successful from the Democrats' perspective. They right. want it to, but the majority of Americans actually approve of a lot of the changes we've seen co- coming out of the Supreme Court, um, this Supreme Court most recently. And so, yeah, they have some activists and media pundits that will try to hype that up. But if you ask the broader electorate, they are very pleased with the outcome and the impact on cultural issues coming from the Supreme Court. And the big takeaway from that is the Supreme Court has largely gotten out of the way and placed issues that are of significant importance back in the hands of the people where they should have always been. Yeah, in other words, they're they're acting in the way that the Supreme Court was envisioned by the Constitution and the founders. But it's crazy how if you don't get your way, well, then you hate the Supreme Court. I noticed uh, uh, yesterday that the Democrats already have drafted a bill that would add four justices to the Supreme Court. They've drafted a bill to do that. Now, that ain't going anywhere, uh, obviously, but that's basically saying, well, if we can't push this crazy legislation through Congress and the Supreme Court's going to behave in such a way that it's consistent with the Constitution, we're just going to get some justices out there that see things our way, and we'll we'll just move policy through the courts. You know, it's interesting. The Supreme Court packing, it's like they've been trying to do that all along and just looking for the right outcome to purportedly justify um, an outcome that they've been working on ever since President Trump got uh, the conservative justices, um, Justice Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, and, and Neil Gorsuch actually confirmed. But that's what that's what you have to expect with the, the Democrats. If things aren't going their way, they don't try to change it within and, and consistent with the processes laid out by our founders. They try to blow the entire system up and it just shines a light on um, how superficial their party platform actually is it's not about making this country great or expanding access to that greatness to a multitude of people that now make up this country it's about them effectuating extreme ends that unfortunately come with severe consequences again be it high cost for the things we need every day or an inflationary economy and a depressed outlook yeah, you know, the other thing they're proposing, Mandy, is term limits for Supreme Court justices. They've got a bill Interesting. already already drafted. They're ready to get that on the table. I don't think that's going anywhere, but it's it, it, it's the rationale for it is the same. We can't get it through the normal process because, you know, those people in Congress that represent constituents that don't see things the way we do, they're in the way. How dare them? So we're just going to pack the court or make sure that these guys don't stay there for life, as is is. Uh, 
present law, and, and we'll be able to just use the courts to achieve these legislative outcomes. Well, it's interesting. They're so upset about the outcomes of the Supreme Court because that was the first institution that um, progressives successfully overtook. We had a series of progressive courts that lent itself to outcomes like Roe v. Wade, where the court was stepping in the place of the American people's voice or the legislative body in ways that the founders had never envisioned. So now the fact that we have people in that position that respect the original intent and are abiding by it, um, that's why they are just, you know, on a, a DEFCON situation for the <laughs> Democrat Party, because it truly goes to the heart of them trying to achieve their progressive agenda, which can only be done by activist courts because the American people, um, they, they're never going to be on board because they see through it. Yeah, and what's crazy is with the, the retort, of course, from the, <laughs> the left is, it's the end of democracy. Uh, voting rights, requiring someone to show an ID, right, and in sending the issue of abortion back to the states, uh, now it looks like they're trying to codify uh, contraception, same-sex marriage, interracial marriage, rather than just letting that be decided at the state level, which is the epitome of democracy. And they're saying that's a threat to democracy. I mean... Well, it's funny. Uh, democracy is working. It is alive and well. And the voters do not agree with the extreme agenda and view of the progressive party that has really taken over Democrats across the board. And so, uh, look, I, I'm, I'm excited about that because this system um, that has been pushed and pulled in many different ways persists. And it, that at the end of the day is extremely important. I'm more excited when the conservative, uh, it lends itself to more conservative outcomes, but even if it lent itself to extreme outcomes, I wouldn't suggest we need to radically change it. Um, yeah. I would just suggest that you know we need to look inside and figure out ways to beat it using the system that's been laid out before us. Yeah, it's crazy. Your thoughts about the midterms? Well, uh, super, again, super excited. As many people say, there's likely a red wave coming. I feel very confident about the House. The Senate is a little bit up in the air, but we have some strong candidates. Um, so I'm excited about those prospects. Mandy, good to have you on the program. Yeah, good to be with you. Mandy goodness Care has been our guest here on Middays. We're at Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. We'll take a break. When we come back, it's Senator Daniel Sparks. Stay with us. The problem is you're a dude. I mean, diamonds, they're not our thing, right? But now you need a diamond engagement ring because she is the one. She is everything. Congratulations. You've already done the hardest part. You found her. I'm Rachel. And I'm John Ravenstein from Juniker Jewelry Company. We'll share with you all the secrets of the diamond business, the cutting, the grading, and make you a diamond expert. And then we'll get you hands-on with Mississippi's most beautiful diamonds, every shape, size, and price range. We are Mississippi's direct diamond importers with 10 times the diamond selection of average jewelry stores. So whatever your budget, we'll make it easy. And guys, remember, you can't buy a better quality diamond at a lower price anywhere in Mississippi. That's the Juniker Jewelry Money Back Diamond Guarantee. Hey, you already done the hardest part. You found her. Juniker Jewelry Company. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and online at junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. 
We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amata Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601-864-3752. At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online for fast and reliable phone and tablet repair. Learn more at BatteriesPlus.com. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has an outstanding selection of your favorite trees, shrubs, color plants, and bagged and bulk soils. Everything for your outdoor living. Large shipments of outdoor patio furniture have arrived. Calloway's showroom and warehouse are full. We have the largest in-stock selection in the South. Callaway's has plenty of large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoors and outdoors? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's is. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Americans continue to feel less optimistic about the economy. The Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Index slumped to a reading of 95.7 this month. That reading is down from a month ago, and it's the third consecutive month with a decline. Concerns about inflation, rising gas, and food prices in particular continue to weigh on consumers. Bay St. Louis leaders have broken ground on a new police department. The $4.5 million, 10,000-square-foot complex will eventually be home to the 30-person staff that's currently working out of City Hall. Uber will not be required to provide wheelchair-accessible vehicles in Jackson or New Orleans. Monday, the 9th District Court in California ruled against plaintiffs that had filed suit against the company, arguing that Uber's failure to do so was a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Nobody covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk. Super Talk Mississippi News is your source for all things Mississippi. Stay here and hear the stories that matter. Super Talk Mississippi News. Online at supertalk.fm. Join Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Contact MCEF today, leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou Friends Jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's Old Time Chili Recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. 
Need some good news? I've got good, news good things with Rebecca Turner. Your daily dose of good news. Good news. Good news. This afternoon at 2 on Super Talk Mississippi. Good news. There's a ton of content from Super Talk Mississippi on our new YouTube channel. Just search Super Talk Mississippi on YouTube or go to supertalk.fm slash YouTube. Be sure and subscribe for free to get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi news, politics, sports, and the good things happening here in the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Middays, live from Founder Square, Neshoba County Fair. Final half hour of the program on this Wednesday, but don't forget, we will be back right here on Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair again tomorrow, and we will have another packed lineup of uh, political leaders and figures from across the state. But joining us now is our good friend, the Senator that represents District 5, Itawamba, Prentice, and Tishomingo Counties. He's the Vice Chairman of the Senate Corrections Committee. That would be Senator Daniel Sparks. Senator, good to see you, sir. Good to see you. It's good to be here. This is uh, always so much fun. If you're a political junkie, right, this is where you, you see a lot of these people that uh, uh, you hear talking all the time, read reports about them. Uh, but unless you're in the Capitol, you don't see them a whole lot. But you come here, most of them are here. I like it out here under the trees and with the heat and everything else, uh, getting to press the flesh, as some people say. Uh, it's good. I think, you know, you, you, you serve the people of the state of Mississippi, the people that go out and work every day and uh, in the factories and the jobs and the fields and the farms. And uh, and, and sometimes we get uh, a little bit isolated in yeah. that very pretty building in Jackson, and it's yeah. good to get out and see people. Yeah. So did you catch any of the speeches this morning? I did. I had opportunity to hear most all the speeches. Uh, Chairman Branding, of course, in transportation, and really enjoyed working with her of course this is her home area yeah a lot of good work that's been done uh monies that's been uh put up by the state to try to draw down federal funds and also uh, as lieutenant governor mentioned to uh to speed up some of the projects that we're doing i think 75 million dollars was put into mdot specifically to speed up 23 24 projects uh into 22 so we've tried to be good stewards of the money that's out there senator branding mentioned and also the lieutenant governor mentioned uh that uh, we you know had a 1.3 billion dollar excess last year have about a 1.5 billion dollar excess this year and one of the things that's not being i think talked about enough is we uh did a lot of projects this year the mdot we have projects at home different things we did not have a bond bill so we paid right. off uh, a certain amount of the bonding around 300 million dollars and we intend to do that again this year and that's one of the things that's beneficial for all mississippians is that we are retiring debt without bringing more debt uh, on board and we did that also with a uh, historic tax cut as well as a teacher pay raise so so i think that's trying to be a good steward of the resources as we continue to give money back uh, to the taxpayers or just not take it to begin with so from an economic perspective you, you got to like where the state is right senator we we just had an, an a, another surplus two years in a row sizable surplus in in this case over 20 percent right. of the general fund uh, our rainy day fund 
is maxed out. Right. We got that. We got that going on, and we didn't have a bond bill, so we didn't uh, add more debt. So we got to be happy about that. Now the lieutenant governor is uh, floated the idea uh, just on the program a few moments ago of sending some money back to the taxpayers. What do you think? He has, and we talked about that last year. That that did not come to fruition, but we had put that forward is uh, is an opportunity to return money to the taxpayers that paid that money in. I'm, I am supportive of that. I also look at the fact uh, of the reality, and I think some of the discussions we had is the inflationary pressures. Our, you know, our budget in the state of Mississippi is a six billion to seven billion dollar budget, and when you're sitting with eight, nine, ten percent inflation rates, that's potentially five, six, seven hundred million dollars. I realize a lot of that is salary, and maybe it's not geared with inflation. But when Chairman Hobson at Appropriations has to come in and budget next year, that's maybe one of our biggest concerns as a country and as a state is the same services we provided based on this uh, inflationary environment we're in how much more is government going to cost next year that's maybe the most uh, disheartening thing is that it costs more to provide the same service yeah i certainly understand that so uh well we had a, an active session as you and i have discussed uh after the session this year got some i think some major accomplishments certainly some major legislation uh, got signed off. Some people may not view those as accomplishments. Just depends on your, your views on on those matters. But teacher pay raise, uh, uh, medical cannabis program was enacted, uh, and major tax reform. Uh, those were all, I, I think, kind of the, the the top three. I would say as far as sweeping legislation. But you serve, of course, uh, on the corrections committee, the, the vice chair of the corrections committee. What's on the on the radar there? You know, I think one of the biggest things that we deal with with corrections is we see violent crime across the country, and I think part of the concern with that is is we, we do not respect law enforcement. We do not respect law. We do not respect rules. We do not respect uh, restrictions as much as we should. And, uh, you know, our concern is that we have that in the educational system, which makes education more difficult. We have it in our communities, in our cities, in our counties. And we're trying to find the way to address crime and safety because we number one concern is the safety of the citizenry uh, with also looking at the rehabilitative side uh, of those who have been incarcerated because, you know, let's be honest, some of the people that are incarcerated didn't have the same experience growing up that I had, having a loving mother, father, being in church, uh, having, you know, guidelines and rules that I had to abide by. And as a state, uh, that role is with the family, but in a lot of cases, unfortunately, it's not been met, and we have to say, what can we do? Because we have people who are going to get out of jail, who are going to get out of prison, and the question is, are, are they going to be prepared to maybe integrate into society and be successful, or are they going to be a better criminal after spending time within the Department of Corrections? And, uh, you know, we, we've spent a lot of money there. There's a lot of effort been going on. We're working with workforce training and development. We want them to come out, have a skill, have a life, support their family. Many of them have children we want to break that cycle if we can but in reality the first duty we have is the safety of the public absolutely uh it's it's just a, it's a situation though senator where we're spending an awful lot of money as you well know uh to incarcerate 
Uh, but then when they serve their time, they get out. We have this high recidivism, and, and, and a lot of those that get locked up go back to their same way of life, They're really not get, getting them ready, integrated, and, and prepared to, to be productive uh, in society rather than a menace to society. I will say Commissioner Burrell Kane has gone, done a lot yes. along those lines to improve that situation. I think that in, in combination with, for instance, Accelerate coming along with Ryan Miller being over our workforce yeah. and, and working together, we need everybody pulling in the same direction, and we don't need 30 different programs. That's I think people get lost in the shuffle often. Uh, so I do believe we will see better opportunity there. But the other thing we've got to do is prosecute crime. Uh, as you know, I'm an attorney, and, and I do a lot of criminal defense work, but the prosecution of a crime and the process of that, we, we don't need activist uh, DAs who are trying to decide how they want to run uh, the program. You need to prosecute the crimes. We have public defenders. I serve as a public defender in different jurisdictions. We need to move through the process. But uh, it's unfortunate, and this is more on a national level, but we see the attempt not to elect judges but to elect DAs that yeah. would just disregard the law. We're not going to do that in the state of Mississippi, and, and it's very unfortunate that we've seen it on both sides of the coast. Uh, and they're seeing a massive increase in violent crime. Now, some people say, well, those numbers are down from 1970. Yeah, that's, that it's, if they're going up, that's the wrong trajectory. Right, right. Whether I'm historically down over the years, if I'm up. But, but I do think that there has to be a level of respect uh, for law and order, our law enforcement people that are out there every day. It's a tough job, and we're right. having a harder and harder time to fill those jobs. But, uh, but we have to look at every person that's incarcerated that's coming back out is someone who likely has dependents, has maybe children, has a family, and they need to be gainfully employed. Our workforce participation rate is one of the lowest in the country, yep. and that is an area where we can hit that mark. But the other thing we have to do, uh, if we're going to set up the programming and they're going to participate in the programming, then the parole board needs to make sure that they're doing their job yeah. and they're evaluating that and they're looking. There's a difference between a nonviolent crime and a violent crime. Totally. And uh, and you go back to being a good conservative and being a good fiscal conservative. The question is, are we benefiting by incarcerating someone who has a nonviolent crime uh, outside of the boundaries of the parole bill? I agree. We passed a major parole bill that had percentages of service, and if people are serving greater than that percentage without justification, that's bad fiscal policy. Yeah, it is, and, and it's not really accomplishing anything uh, for the most part anyhow. When we're talking about non-violent that's offenders, right. they're, right. they're not, uh, they don't have the propensity uh, upon release to go out and commit a violent crime. That's correct, and, and, and they're likely gainfully employed at some level, and right. we have a different situation in today's world because we are so starved for labor, for workforce, is that people are more receptive receptive to people who have had criminal history to come into their environment and work. I, I was with a young man yesterday in court, and I looked at him. He was in his 20s. He was healthy. I said, you're healthy? You're capable? He said, yes. He needs to be gainfully employed. And yeah. when I say gainfully employed, I don't mean working for somebody sporadically for cash. Right. He needs to be employed, getting a paycheck on Friday, participating in society, supporting his family, being a good taxpayer, a good citizen, and enjoying And I told him, I said, that will keep you in control of your life. So many times people think conservatives or Republicans, they want to overly control your life. We don't want to. We want you to go earn so that you can do as you see fit. That's the freedom of capitalism. No doubt about it. That often gets overlooked. Uh, It's amazing how that works out. It's it's the liberty of work. That's right. It uh, it is liberating, I should say, and that's what we ought to be focused on. I totally agree. I think Ryan Miller was a good selection, by the way, uh, for that effort, workforce development. 
um, Accelerate Mississippi, That's I believe right. is the name yes. of the program. And uh, i, I got to tell you, working with economic development, it is the number one thing, and you know this, that we hear from employers is the quali- availability of qualified workforce. Number one. Thing. And you know, the governor, uh, Lieutenant Governor, spoke of uh, the Inflex program. You yeah. know, working with with different businesses, especially small businesses. Yeah. Ten ten employees, two point five million dollar investment. We want to take care of them. We want to make sure it's good. We yeah. want to push that message across the state. We welcome people from the state of Mississippi uh, to come in here and work. Appreciate. Our it. Yep. Senator Daniel Sparks has been our guest. Always good to see you, Senator. Thank, Thank you, sir. you so much, yep. Gerard. We'll take a break right here on Middays from the Neshoba County Fair. We're in the Element Well Studios at Founder Square. We'll be right back. Shivers Portable Buildings presents the 35th Annual Mississippi Wildlife Extravaganza. July 29th through 31st at the Clyde Muse Center in Pearl. Featuring celebrity appearances all weekend. The Heart of Texas Snake Handlers from Rattlesnake Republic. Son of the South Josh Carney. Yacht Yacht. Moonshiner Mike. Ronnie Adams. Ashley Deadeye Jones. And Bruce Mitchell from Swamp People. The Big Buck Contest. Bring your bucks to enter for cash and prizes. And get entered in Magnolia Records. See Jason Reynolds High Flying Retrievers. The Kids Catfish Hand Grabbing Tank. Kids casting tutorials, a new pond habitat demonstration, try your hand at the archery and BB gun ranges, learn turkey calling from the legendary Paul Meek and five-time world champion Preston Pittman. Kids get in free Friday, July 29th. Kids five and under are free all weekend. The Mississippi Wildlife Extravaganza. Presented in part by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi, Mississippi Ag, and Bass Pro Shops. July 29th through 31st at the Clyde Muse Center in Pearl. Truly bigger and better than ever. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. People say things change, but in Mississippi, good things don't change. They change everything. Back when a blues musician picked up a guitar and struck a chord with the world. The Citizens Bank was making life better in Mississippi communities. Now we're in every corner of the state, changing banking to be more in yours with accessible lenders, more product choices, and always the latest in digital banking. After over a century, changing to local sounds better and better. Member FDIC. Here's Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson. Need a new car? How about a reliable back-to-school car? You need Canon Nissan of Jackson. Great selection, big savings at Canon Nissan of Jackson. Come see us. When the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Ace Bolt and Screw is proud to announce the grand opening of their third Central Mississippi location at 599 Highway 49 South in Richland. Don't miss the grand opening celebration Wednesday, August 3rd. Check out product demonstrations and register for amazing door prizes with manufacturers reps on site. Learn about vendor managed inventory to streamline your operation. It's all happening Wednesday, August 3rd at the new Mississippi family owned Ace Bolt and Screw location on Highway 49 in Richland. 
Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's The Augusta You Can Play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay and play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tee time yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi. Final segment here on Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. It's been a great day. Lots of great guests that have come on the program to uh, share their thoughts about Mississippi, things that are going on at the federal level. Just, I think, a good variety has been uh, very enjoyable and appreciate them all joining us here in the Element Well Studios just off the side of the pavilion right in the middle of founder square tomorrow more political speeches haven't seen the lineup yet but i feel like we'll probably have the other statewide leaders on the program the governor the secretary of state attorney general that's the the typical uh, situation that we uh, look for in our two days here at the fair on the ceasefire text line appreciate everyone for sticking with us today and sending us some text joining the conversation steven Ponatot says Washington runs out of money on different things. When will Washington tell everyone welfare is running out of money? Well, it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good statement, and uh, I would just encourage you to keep in mind. I'm not disagreeing with you there, Steve, but state of Mississippi is essentially in aggregate a welfare recipient. It's it, that's certainly one way to look at it, and that we send. Uh, $1 to Washington for every three we get back. And uh, those monies, of course, fund the various programs that are uh, active in the state of Mississippi. The Medicaid program in particular, in, in partic- uh, particular is gigantic. It is uh, just shy of a total $6 billion program, of which over $5 billion of that comes from the federal government. And uh, and that money, frankly, is funded by the deep blue states. They're the ones that are paying it because many of them have a different ratio where they receive back less than they send to the federal government. So the whole dead gum thing, honestly, is upside down, no doubt about it. Medicaid, it's fair to say, as a line item, is the largest uh, just transfer payment program, meaning if, if you look at the total dollars that are spent, 
on uh, Medicaid, about $500 billion. And uh, that is funded by income taxes. It's actually funded by income taxes and, and borrowings, money, money printing, essentially. Uh, and you look at the, the, the total of all the other programs, grants and so forth, housing assistance comes to mind. Uh, now we got programs to subsidize Internet. you got Obamacare subsidies. You add all that up, and it's honestly, it's a fraction of the total that is Medicaid, which is gigantic. Medicare and, and Social Security, just to clarify, the reason those are always, um, I, I, I guess, framed with this, this narrative of they're going to run out of money is because they're, they're funded separately. They're, they're funded uh, in, in, through a special mechanism, and, and they are um, separated out from the general fund budget uh, if you will, and uh, which is funded by income taxes. So in the case of Medicare and Social Security, uh, those are funded by contributions into those plans and then savings in the trust funds that are used whenever there is a, a the occasional shortfall in Social Security of the money paid into it. Medicare, on the other hand, honestly, for quite some time, it, it, you're not hearing a lot of talk about that. It's scheduled to run out of money much sooner than Social Security and uh, it presently relies on income taxes and borrowing to make ends meet. It, it is not presently sustainable just by the amount of money contributed to the Medicare program through uh, employees and employers. So it's a, it's a very tough situation. It's a thorny situation. It's one a lot of folks don't want to talk about. There are no easy solutions, but here's what uh, is pretty common sense about this. You either got to have more coming in, less going out, or a combination of the two. It ain't, it ain't rocket science, as they say, uh, to address the problem. It, it gets really complicated when you start discussing, okay, well, what, what does that look like from a legislative, from a structural perspective? with respect to possibly raising taxes, cutting benefits, et cetera. Average Medicare recipient, as is reported by um, the CMS, uh, receives about $300,000 more in benefits over their lifetime than they pay into the program. So you can kind of just do the, the back of the napkin math there to know that that's not sustainable. But that's where we are because it is a benefit for life, and we keep inventing all kinds of new fantastic medical care and innovations and of course we all want that uh, for quality of life and to extend life um, I, that's uh, that's rightful that is innately human but it costs money and um, really not any good solutions proposed for that program at this point it's interesting to me we got three bills on Social Security and none that have been floated on Medicare it's a much more complicated problem at the end of the day somebody asked who was the last speaker by the way it was Senator Daniel Sparks from up uh, northeast corner of Mississippi we're out of time here today on middays from the Neshoba County Fair we're going to be back with you again from this very same spot we thank you so much for joining us until then stay safe and God bless everyone Talk Mississippi Media Production.